Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Terrence Jones. How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the Fellas Point of View podcast. We are here in the building, ready to bring you all that you want to listen to every Friday. We are here. So what you need to do right now is share this podcast. Don't keep it to yourself. Share, 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 share a like. Y'all know when you was a little kid, you're supposed to share things with your family. And not be stingy with it. So tell all your friends. And if you follow us on Apple Podcasts, give us a, a rating of a five. We like fives. We like fives because there's five of us. So that works one. You give a rating for each one of us because you know we're all happy men. They don't have that as inspired rating. So oh say. Lord. Yeah. So um once again, we want to say thank you to our guest last week, Mr. Webster L. Johnson from Joy as Resistance in Denver, Colorado. We appreciate him for coming on the show. He is truly amazing. And yeah, he, he was absolutely great. Really love and love having. I enjoyed him a lot. He will be back on the show. He will do a couple fill-ins as co-host because y'all know sometimes we have schedules, so you know. Actors are temperamental and artists are temperamental, so I have to work with these fellas. So, everybody's here tonight. Lamont will not be with us on this evening, so you know how that works. In the house, we have Fernando, the sexologist. How you guys doing? Ooh, how you doing? I'm real, real good. I'm do I'm actually doing really good. I was about to fall asleep, actually, because I was. I, I don't know what's. I mean, it's the change in the weather. Or whatever, but I've been sleeping a lot earlier recently, and, mm. and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not sure if it's age or <laughs> what. Oh Lord! And we have in the house tonight, Mr. Sean. Are you there? Are you hey, there? everybody. Hey, how everybody. you doing? How you doing? How you doing? And it just, you know, we just have to keep it all the way alive. All the way live, cause <laughs> Darren is in the house. Hola, chola. Ooh, papi, papi. Arr. I got gum in my mouth right now, so I can't do it. But you know, he came. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from a from a, from a from a from a Dominican in the Bronx. Oh, Dominican in the Bronx. I, I learned I learned mine from a from a hoe with a good tongue job. Listen, come through. Or, or that. Oh. I was gonna I was gonna say that as well, but I tried to give the guy some damn respect. So like, you know he was, he was like <laughs> all up in that stuff. Listen. <laughs> Nothing like a good tongue tie. They call him Jack Motor Mouth. You just, just, just go, go. <laughs> Motor about it. That's it. Hey. So Last week, we had an amazing show. If you have not listened to last week's show, make sure you go ahead and listen. We talked about why dating is hard in the LGBTQIA community because people like Sean don't want to introduce you to their friends when they have all these amazing friends. They don't want to introduce you. And they know you single and they know and that Sean you're Sean knows a lot of people. Let me tell you right now, whenever we go out, he, we run into He's at least like 10 people in the club that he is very, very familiar with. And so, very familiar you know, with. I was scared. Like, I'm like, I don't want to come over here and try to whip my ass. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
so many men just walking up. I'm like, let me go ahead and stand away from him before somebody come up here and clothesline me, and I'd be up in here having to throw hands with the girls. <laughs> and then get a bottle, get, get a Corona bottle smacked upside my head like that boy in the club uh, the, last Saturday. Oh, yeah, that was a mess. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Who got bopped in the top of the head with a Corona bottle? Some Indian boy got popped in the head by this guy in the, in the club and it was blood everywhere. I don't know what happened, but, you know, right. on the aftermath. All we know is that the big queen came up to us. He was like, oh, my God, I'm going to hug you, like, blood I have me. blood all over me. I'm just so bad. Who did he want to hug? Me. I didn't know. I don't remember his name, but I remember his face. He's really, really sweet, and he can sing. Yeah, and he he reminded me of somebody like Big Auntie from down south. You know, you could tell. He yeah, was, I loved him. He was like really, really sweet. He was with Lovely. Hey, Lovely, shout out to you. Um, was shout with out her. To you, lovely, I'm shout sorry. Out to the faces. That was a popping. Listen, club. That club was popping. And it was. You see why we don't go out? <laughs> see, I, yeah, I'm like I'm sitting here like like okay. I, I, no, 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 but I don't know nothing about this stuff. I don't know nothing about that life. I'm not about that life. Sis got popped. <laughs> in the, in the, it's like in the damn bottle. They say it's like this. They say they look yeah. over. Now, see, you pop me with a bottle, ain't gonna be no club. Cause I'm gonna. Bitch, tell you, better, you better knock them clean out. Well, I think he knocked them out, but. <laughs> But you know, you know, you ain't getting close to... enough to hit me with no goddamn bottle because. I, but I, I will say this: it was right by the bathroom. It was in a hallway, so unless right. you were like over there, you didn't know what happened. Right, but they said that it was a, people in there. They said it was a black guy, and I think they said that the other dude was like Spanish or Indian, and you know he must have said something real cute, and a oh boy, you know. He gave him the Midas touch. Speaking of Indians, that's why I'm like, glad I didn't go out with you. Fuck with me like that. Don't you better you better make sure I don't get back up. Cause if I get up, your face gonna meet the ground several times until until you find mm-hmm. heaven and earth on the other side of that damn ground. Well, that's I will bite you with my back teeth, and we both. No, I won't do that. I'm gonna bash your motherfucking face until every day you look in the mirror, you remember my motherfucking face. I heard that. You too. know, I heard that. That's look awesome. at Sean. When that happened, what we do? We got fuck the a nigga. Fuck a nigga who We're like, oh well. Sean, we got the fuck up out of there, okay? We're like, all right, well, bye. You better make sure you close line me complete out, bitch, because you never gonna forget me but when I'm done with you. I heard that. But you no. know what? What your Indian talking about, Sean? What Indian of Indian? Mike, what? I know you're listening. I still want my fucking drink. Damn it. You ran the guy off who was going to oh, pay yeah, for this, 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 uh, this Spanish boy, so this, this Indian guy had walked past me and he grabbed my chest. So I grabbed his butt. Well, he wasn't gay. So he turned around and was like, and I was like, well, you know, you squeeze my chest. So I squeeze your ass. That's the even exchange. You don't just walk right. you don't just <laughs> So he was like, I'm not gay. He has a little Indian accent. He just came over here from like New Delhi somewhere. He was like, but you know, he's like, I'm gonna buy you guys drinks on me. So he pulled out this little wad of money. So me and Sean go over there to get our drinks. Then this guy come up talking about uh, the Indian man getting his asshole. What's he, what's he gonna do? Thread his asshole? I'm like, I was really, like, bitch? I was crying, laughing. That was so funny to me. But the guy, <laughs> I guess, just kind of, you know, kind of scared. He's like, took his money and put it in his pocket and stormed off. I was like, Fuck. he was like five four and had, you know, his. I was just like. Get get out of here, sir. Not cute at all, but it, it definitely not anything that I would go after. But, but the hundred that he put out of his wallet to buy them drinks was cute because I listened. I had me about four right. five and I was <laughs> we was in there getting lit. I had doubles. 
<laughs> I had like four doubles, I think. That was like four, yeah. I was you sure did. <laughs> and they ordered yeah. mine like doubles. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> never going out with y'all. I ain't ever, ever, ever going out with y'all. Ever. Jail. Right. You end up in jail. Shit. We didn't go to jail. We went home. Yeah, because you know what? Because if shit pop off, that's the that's the go home message. And I'm gonna step my I'm gonna step right out the way, right over a body, and go right home. Like, all right, girl, glad. <laughs> yep. As long I'm as you ain't fucking with me, we good. Peace be with you. Right. Peace be with you. I'm yet praying for y'all. Yep. Yet praying. Thoughts and prayers. Bye. My best, my best calling my name. Bye. <laughs> Speaking of um, clubs and nights out, though, shout out to The Lookout. They have a black night every first Thursday. If you're in San Francisco, you definitely want to be in The Lookout. Because they need some Thursday. Did they give us some coins for that commercial you just gave them? <laughs> they actually did did not, but I'm for the culture. Unfortunately. Uh, and I'm for the coin. Because that because that culture needs money right now. So they so they they, they made a black night because they need rent money. Because yeah, they need rent money, right. Let me tell you. We need advertisement money. So we need I'm for the coin. I'm for the bag, honey. For the bag. What we also need is a resurgence of just black culture in the Bay Area. Right. And I champion anyone who is uh, pushing that forward. So anywho, went out, had a good time with my friend Jason last last week. Um Honey, when don't you go out? Huh? When don't you go out? I actually don't I, go I, out much. I, uh, I, ooh, I. I actually don't go out much at all. He can't even say that with a straight face. No, I really don't. Like I've for the last maybe month or so, I've been out every Saturday or so. But outside of that, I have not been out in a long time. And this you know Saturday, what? I, I'm, I'm gonna go out one mm-hmm. night with you when my when my when my body's doing okay. I'm gonna go out with you. Mm-hmm. Your body is already snatched, so I don't understand what the problem is. No, no, no. I'm talking about for us, like you know, with my joints and this, everything's acting up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, when the when the doctor gets me right together, I can, I can, I can, I can hang with it. But mm-hmm. look, it's it, it's it, look, it's eight o'clock at night, and my ass is on the couch about to fall asleep, like like a 70, <laughs> 75 year old. I be in bed by seven thirty, eight o'clock all the time. And my thing is this: if we don't go out and support these nights that are curated for us, they're gonna go away. And then Agreed. Bay Area is just going to continue to be white focused because white people go out. And I think I think it's nice to see the beauty of of, of the black culture being seen and you know of being you know of being of being out and about. I think that people have a misconception about the black culture yeah. in the Bay Area, and I think that has been a detriment to its growth mm-hmm. and its understanding of black culture. Because I think it's, it's uh, I think the, the absence of it has uh, has, a, has a, uh, created a space for people to speculate and to fetishize and to and to um, um, stereotype in a mm-hmm. way that has been unhealthy for the black culture in the Bay community. So I totally hundred percent agree with you. It is, and I'm enjoying seeing it in spaces that we have been traditionally locked out of, like the Castro. Um, the Castro is yeah. just mecca for um, gay America, but it's actually just white gay America. Not, yeah, it's like, not and it's, it's definitely colorism. Like, mm-hmm. like the closest to white is right. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you could be a Latino white and you in there. Mm-hmm. You could be a Greek white and you in there. Yep. You could be can, the right kind of Mexican and you in you there. In there. Yep. You present white enough. They, you present white enough, 
and you in there, you put the right outfit on, you speak the right kind of language, you get the right kind of food food coming out your asshole. Uh-huh. Baby, you in there. <laughs> you are, but it's so good to see. That's all, that's all you gotta say is Bernie Sanders and you get dick in a Castro. Right. Yes. <laughs> but no, I um I'm just really enjoying like this because I remember when I was first um when I was a young man um, and I was first starting to go out to clubs and everything the night in the Castro for black people used to be Monday um, M- Monday at the cafe and then maybe there was one on Friday which oh, I'm sorry it was Thursday and it was at what's now known as Bo it used to be called something else it used to be much smaller but anyway um, the niggas got the fighting and it only took a couple of months of fights for them to shut that shit down. Then we had Club Booty, which was the Friday night place, but they got to fighting and they shut that shit down. And so for like a almost a good 10 year period, there was nothing. So seeing See, it- the, the closest thing you had was the, uh, was the uh, Latino uh, clubs and half the time, you know what the fuck they were saying anyway. Right. And half the time you walk in, they look at you like, what are you here for? They look at you like you don't fucking belong. Like they they are so about their own culture. You they have there's no space for your culture to even live. Mm-hmm. But you just said y'all went out and the guy got hit with the bottle. Who wants to go out when there's drama? Well, so faces is a very unique space because although it is a gay gay club, it's becoming more straight. And so it's really mixed. So I don't you can't really say that that was the gay population that did that. Because one, you don't know, and when you're in there, they're uh, like it's painfully obvious to people who are straight, and there's lots of them. I think what they've gotten hip hip to in Sacramento, Sac- Sacramento has also gone through a change where they've shut down a lot of their straight clubs because the niggas can't stop fighting. So they're spilling over to the gay gay clubs, which they are learning are actually okay to go to. I'm gonna have to intervene. I'm so sorry. I, I love the conversation regarding what happens at the black gay clubs. But let's talk about the fact that every other gay club, and I'm not gonna say whether a lot of the clubs that are not ethnic are the ones that get fucking shot up and everybody in there gets killed. I mean, yep. you know, I would rather I would I would much rather go to a club that, you know, somebody handles business between the two people get into a scuffle, somebody get popped in the face with a bottle. But I go home safely versus going into a club that's, you know in a hot spot that's that is that's not geared uh, towards african-american gays or ethnic gays and i go in there and you know a mass shooter comes in and i don't make it out of that motherfucker so i'm kind of okay with, you know wait a minute well, uh, in atlanta georgia shit they pop off every other friday at let's, Black not say that. Let, let's not say that because that we, let, let's let's not use that as an example. Let's definitely not because I'm saying that because I I lived there for 15 years. I'm, no, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not saying Atlanta. I'm saying that uh, of a mass shooting. We don't. There, there's been too many, so we don't want. Well, that's what I'm saying that is that I, I don't people, want to put I, that lightly in this conversation. Okay, know? I feel as though people like to dissect what happens at black events, what happens at black clubs because somebody gets a fight. But then that 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 happens. But these other places where where black people are not, they're getting shot up. They're having these big situations, and it's like, so would I rather go to a would I rather deal with a few people that get drunk and have a scuffle and keep that club around and know that I'm safe there? Yes. Would I or would I rather go to a club or some place where there's going to be the possibility of something 
far more extreme happening? Absolutely not. So, you know, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Drama, but it's like they have drama, but it's not drama that affects everybody. And so exactly people what you're talk saying. negatively about the black clubs, like, oh, you know, they're always fighting. Okay, well, what about what happens at the white clubs and at the Spanish clubs? That 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 yeah, affects more. Than- okay, so oh, we we just uh, I don't want us to put that out there like that. I don't, especially when it's happened, and I I know people who were taken out. So I don't want to put that out there like that. Well, and I don't want nobody to think because they shoot up black clubs too. So that just is a touchy well, subject. So we don't want to. I don't be- think that we were talking specifically about, I don't think Darren was talking specifically about Pulse because that's. No, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not because saying that's in, the club. In general. Because yeah. that's the club most recently, the gay one that got shot up. Um, but that's that, but that's we not. We also know that that was. We also know that the reason why that happened, it had to do with mental instability, also has to do with a very specific type of an individual. But I think the crux of what he's saying is that there's a lot of attention that is paid to the violence and the things that happen at African-American clubs when there are other clubs and events events where things have happened. Like in Vegas, Um, that guy shot up that whole entire crowd of people at a country music festival at a rap concert. It might, there might be somebody shooting someone else and you might just get caught in the crossfire. Nobody's specifically targeting hundreds of people in the crowd. So it really, it bothers me when I, it's just like, okay, we have our issues, but like they're not as severe as some of the issues that are happening at events that are being held that are not, so african-american but those are not really spoken of I, and what I, I happens is that african-americans get canceled yeah, yeah I, I think, like, I, oh, I, let's cancel the club because they fight too much let's not go to this club because they're too ghetto well what about going to this music festival or going to this club and these things are happening like you know we're not setting the tone for what's changing america for sure mm-hmm. but I, I, get, I get what you're saying i think it's a disproportionate disproportionate uh you know uh view of how you know how how, how our culture is being portrayed and uh, and uh, and this kind of environment, I think that's I think in, I think I think what you talk about like in, in mainstream media, it's like our our clubs and our clubs are portrayed in a certain way. Yeah. Like you know, that, that's, it's a lot of reason. Like in Atlanta, Freaknik got a, uh, you know was taken uh, was gotten got, got rid of Freaknik because of how media portrayed it, and like they're trying to br- they they trying to bring it back sort uh, you know per se. You know, well, but Atlanta is a whole nother beast of a club. Ooh, right. I, 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 I do love get that, Atlanta. <laughs> I, I do get that, but I'm, ta- I'm talking about when I used to go out and all that other stuff, and I remember how disproportionate it used to report yeah. on the club. <clears throat> it, and I, and it, would, it would frustrate me because I was like, it, because I would want to go, and I didn't feel like that I can go because of the stereotype that mm-hmm. went along with going to other clubs because I was like, are they going to look at me like, as a troublemaker? Are they going to mm-hmm. look at me as a pop, the, pop-off, uh, the, the pop-off dude? Yeah. So, like, I do get what you're talking about because I remember going to other clubs that weren't predominantly black in Atlanta, and I would be looked at like that. It was, you know, when guys were like, "Yeah, I don't want to start no trouble with you." I, I, you know, I know that you know you, you, when them hands get out, y'all, y'all may pull something out, and they would say that in my face, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Pull something out? What do you think I'm gonna do?" I'm right. having like, I just told you to go fuck off. I ain't, I'm not about to shoot you or nothing. Right. right. But I, that's um, how they viewed me. And, it, and I'm like, I'm just a black dude in a, you know, in a club. Mm-hmm. And they talk to me sideways because they think cause another, another black dude go, you know, going to act all right and get extreme because that's what they saw on TV. That's what they saw on social media. So I get what, you, I get what you're saying. I, I, you mm-hmm. know, I, I get the, like, there's no balance into how 
we are portrayed. Exactly. It's like we get we get reprimanded and we get dragged when you know we do things that normal people do. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's like hockey games. They fight. That's violence. It's it's not like it's anything extreme. But I feel like the black gay community specifically, as I mentioned before, I think we had this conversation at Sean's house. When Spanish boys do something, when they're loud and irate and disrespectful, oh, he's just Latino fire and all this stuff. When a white guy does it, it's just him. When a black guy does it, all of a sudden now it's like, oh, he's too much. Mm -hmm. He's overboard, he's extra. He can't be how the Spanish boy can be. He can't be how the white boy can be because he's African-American. And because if I did exactly what Pedro did, me being a black man, they would look at me as, you know, oh, he's too loud. Oh, that's that's inappropriate. All these things, but it's, it's the same thing, literally. And, yeah. they, and that's the point that I'm making is that anything that has a black audience, it's so easy to put those negative labels on it, like violence. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're always rowdy. Oh, let's have, the, let's call the cops. It's like, there's always something. We don't talk about what happens everywhere else and why that shapes America because I'm not afraid to go to a club because somebody's going to get hit with a bottle. I'm afraid to go to a club because I don't want anybody to come in there and take my life just because they just want to come in and start, you know. Honey, that is where, and I sit in that very same space after, um, I sit in that very same same space because that's a real fear that I have. I actually feel way more comfortable at the hood spot. That's just me. And not only do I like the music more, but I feel way more comfortable there um, because I know that at the end of the day, y'all niggas not about to shoot each other up in here um, because at least you have that. At least we have that. Uh, we may fight. Don't get me wrong. I'm not making excuses. I've seen some of the best fights at right. clubs in the Bay Area. But I'm not glorifying. I'm not saying that I'm glorifying a fight. Lord, help you put your head down. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, y'all can't see this, but we're making Chris have a heart attack. <laughs> but um, not glorifying fights, but I have seen some of the best fighters in these gay clubs. But it's always stopped there. This is not WWE mixed martial arts. It is but not. I will um, just to add to what you were saying, Fernando um, and Aaron. I to bring it back home, I've experienced that here in the Bay Area. Inviting people to go to the Benton Bar. Now the Benton Bar used to be a really nice club and then they moved to a smaller spot. Right. And it was not as nice, but it was still okay. Um, but when I would invite my lighter hue, my lighter hue friends to go, it would always be in, sorry, it would always, um, I would always have to pull, pull teeth kind of to get them to go. Um, because they didn't want to go. They were like, why can't we just go to cafe? It's like, well, let's go to more of an urban spot. <laughs> and there, it, 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 those our our clubs. Unfortunately, we are um, we're stereotyped, and Absolutely. it's unfair stereotype because the same thing that happens at Benson Bar happens at cafe for sure. And I've seen it in the Casha where there's been <laughs> drunk guys out there, white guys out there, yelling, screaming, throwing stuff at each other. It happens, but it's it's just they get a pass all the time. And that's what mm-hmm. bothers me is like, at what point can we have something, do what we do and it be okay. Like it's okay for everyone else. I remember this is even re- recent. I was in San Jose. I was out with a few coworkers. It was at a game. Say they don't go out. This was, it was a work event. 
well, not a work event, Thank but you, um, we went out after a work event. Um, and I went out with some coworkers. We were in this gay club, which will remain nameless. And <clears throat> the yeah. bathroom was co-ed. Oh, I'm using the bathroom. She's standing in line waiting for the stall. Um, this um, Spanish white presenting guy, and it's a reason why I'm couching in race, um, walks in front of her. Now, she's this Latina girl. She's a fiery Latina girl. She don't need me. But this is also a man. Um, he walks in front of her, closes the bathroom stall, and she's standing there like, what the fuck? So she knocks on the stall. He did not lock it. And the door op- opens, and he goes, and she goes, man, I was standing here. And he then proceeds to walk out of the stall, puts his hand in her face, and goes, well, bitch, you're at a gay club. And I hear him clearly. Bitch, you're at a gay club. Um, so you need to get with the program. Before I knew it, I had turned around and was in this man's face, going completely off. I don't like stuff like that. Um, if you are a female and you're with me, you're going to feel protected. I'm not going to let any man put his hand in your face, period. And so one of the other guys part of came the problem and not the solution. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I solved the problem for sure. I want to broke that motherfucker's jaw. See? And then... <laughs> but see, when I, when uh, one of the other guys came in, his immediate thing is like, ooh, you, I just saw you going all ghetto. It's like, wait, hold on. Ghetto? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by ghetto? <laughs> Why am I being stereotyped like that? Because I was standing up for this girl. Now, I didn't put my hands around his neck. That was the next step. But the uh, we were just talking at that point. My voice was elevated. Sure, a lot of expletives may have been coming out of my mouth. But and blood pressure was up. But it was all right at that point. No, di- no different than any other loud ass, uh, you know, Spanish person in there. Exactly. Loud ass uh, Latino person. Very loud. Screaming like a telenovela. And it, it, they're just like the guy. Well, let me say this. A lot of, I find a lot of uh, white gay men, they feel the need to like mimic black women. I don't know why that bothers me. Like whenever you talk to one, they're like, oh yeah, girl. Oh yeah. It's like, you're, it's just like, but let me do that. Oh, he's just too much. Oh yeah. I can't deal with him. Oh, he's, they're just, you know, they're, they're too flamboyant. They're this, they're that. Why is it that man cannot be gay without having some negative, you know, attach? It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. And so just going back to you know being at clubs and being out in public in general there are things that are just not spoken of or it happens is talked about but then it's it's just like they just pass over it and it goes right back to well the black clubs are the ghetto clubs the black clubs are the dangerous clubs the black clubs are this the black clubs are that the black events are this the black events are that we don't look at what's really going on in america which is that you know i feel more safer going to something that's all black than i do anything else you know and that's just how i feel well, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. OMGG. Did we oh. put you through it? It's all right. Some people, some, what I've learned is that people are just not ready for your response. And time. then the other thing is the generations. True. It's the True. generations. They it's just don't know how to talk to people. Like, really don't know how to find common ground. Time. There is this new breed of gay. Like that, what y'all are saying, everything that y'all are saying, I it's it, it that doesn't resonate with me because if my mother see a gay person, she don't see color, she don't see nothing, and if he flamboyant, he flamboyant, and she don't just say, oh, he's 
he white and he flamboyant, she say gay. It's just all that. There is no difference. She doesn't differentiate when it comes to clubs. She just see flamboyant. But in this new thing, oh, well, the white boys are taking the black people's and all of that. My mother don't well, see I think it's My mother because to see that it's, I think it's generational graphics. I, I think I think, I, I think the I think the striking core with that, uh, Chris, is that it's like it's 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 okay that we uh, we do appropriate each other's culture. <laughs> it's just the problem is is when we when when we are acting out our own culture and we are stereotyped and demonized and painted in a negative light for it and being told how to participate in our own culture and our own color. And then you, and then all of a sudden you get a pass and you, you give yourself permission mm -hmm. to, uh, to tell me how I should be in my blackness, yep. how I should articulate myself in my blackness, how I say, yes, girl, in my blackness. Like that, I was like, you got that from me and mine, not you and yours. So, so for you to define how I should articulate and present myself is what I have a problem with, is what I take issue with. Mm -hmm. I think that's what everybody. I think that's what the guys are saying as well. It's like beyond the generational part. That's what the generation is pissed off about. It's like, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm cool that you like my culture so much that you want to mimic it. We mimic things about white culture and other cultures alike. We really all do time. all the damn time. We really do, and it's cool. It's what is not, what is not cool is that when we are doing our when we doing our own thing and you telling us on how we should be, how we should do, how it should come out of our mouths. How we should be participating in life. Right. That's the or problem. how I should present when I am upset. To exactly. fix liking, when you're when you are act when when it just does I, I I honestly I don't understand how it's become this thing where everybody can be the let's say the black gay, for example, until a black gay wants to be a black gay and then it becomes a problem. That does not make sense to me, but that's like that's how it is. You know, we've created a lot of things in this, you know, community and it's like it just doesn't, you know, there there's no there's no we, we can't really be attached to ourselves because it's we're told that it's wrong or that, you know, we should be different and it's kinda it's kinda sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, uh, I agree. I don't see. I don't see why you can't be yourself. And the the black gay community just got an amazing boost the other day. They got an amazing boost when Zaya walked the red carpet, Dwayne Wade's daughter, um, for the first time. And Better Brothers L.A. honored uh, this this young lady. She's eight years old, so she got a big boost. When you got a major basketball celebrity coming out saying that the godfathers to her, to their daughter, are two black gay men who are in a relationship. And he is an NBA star. And he clearly said, these are your trusted godfathers. That's a big boost for the black gay community. A very big from an NBA player who NBA players shun away from gay. We know that it's in the it's in the NBA. We know it's there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, you know, homosexuality is a human condition, not a condition of 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 a of a certain class. What? What? So, so like, uh, like I always, always like really, really find it funny when the when sports do that, especially the black the, the black community, because I understand what a black community has tried to put distance between between you know homosexuality and its and, and its race, and it's like. 
well, honey, you, I was like, I know we think our culture is so damn excellent, but like if we got everything in our fucking uh, in our fucking uh, rainbow of, tr- of trees. And I was like, just like every other race, honey, like they, like they, they exist. I think with uh, you know with with uh, this, then they are com- uh, you know uh, you know doing this. I think was uh, was amazing. I think it helps to create a vocabulary and articulation in a way and uh, um in a way of discussing, presenting, and understanding that um, aspect of black culture that uh, in our evolving culture. And I think that uh, like I, what I've noticed in our, in, in our black culture is that we're starting to find a vocabulary that we can use to create understanding for our own brothers and sisters. And I think that's the difference, the difference over the years is that we just didn't know what to say, how to say it, what to say next. What's the words to create understanding around it? How do I digest this in my head when all my teachings taught me otherwise? Because, you know, our teachings were, you know, were, were, were rooted in, in fear and rooted in a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of slavery as well. It was just like, it was like our, the African-American culture layered its, its, uh, its, its disdain for the gay community, you know, in so many ways through religion, through racism, you know, and, and you know, and through uh, through, so, through, uh, through social classism, and I and I think that we're just tearing down the uh, you know those layers finally by creating a picture and our articulation and a way of being for the black gay culture to understand its gay brothers and sisters and transgender gay brothers and sisters. Exactly. And it, makes us, and it makes us look good that we we uh, we're not we're not being stereotyped. It's like oh, black people don't know no better. Yes, we do, bitch. And we, 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 we come in all shapes and sizes and looks and sexualities and, and everything too. So for now, collect them all. Can I ask you a question? Yes. <clears throat> Do you feel like we've, let's say like the black community, we've exiled ourselves? Well, like us, you know, why, like how we're, we're gay and we have our way of doing things, but we also judge each other a lot too. Let's just be real. Um, that's yes. what happens in the, the, the gay community is that we also do criticize each other and I definitely am you know a witness to that but do you think that like because we're taught such opposite views coming up that it makes sense that this would be the outcome of just not having that open-mindedness and that acceptance from our own culture yes and I and 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 it created it created a social pathology that we adopted in the gay community because in the gay, like like how we segregated each other, like the black community segregated each other with colorism. You know, you get the different, you have to be a, a, a certain shade. To, uh, now, with the price of admission, as to be where you where you set in the social landscape, and and uh, and then and then from there, it, uh, it fragmented into financial class for gay for, for, for black people. And it was like, who had more than what? Who was the Joneses? You know who you know so and so and then and then you know when the, and so it was natural for that for those those kind of behaviors to adopt itself in the gay community where we had the black gays the Latino gays the white gays or the flamboyant gays over the masculine gays or the the hairy the hairy fat gays over the, the skinny twinky gays to the to the to the uh, to, the, uh, to the, the muscular gays to the uh, you know to the uh, you know to, to the mobile the, uh, the chubby gays. We have we have segregated ourselves so much that Man. we have lost the actual core identity of who we are as gay people in general because we are sure so busy trying to create these classes that we're because we we've all like the gay community forgot one thing that we have craved and desired to uh, to belong and the thing is that when for somewhere somehow 
we felt we stopped believing that we belonged to each other as a community and we started creating these fragmented areas because for some reason or another this class over this class or this race over this race could not see common ground right. and you, and they decided to create barriers instead of creating bridges i have a question do you feel that the ballroom scene may have played a part in that no I think the reason, reason why I say this is because that was a disenfranchisement of a certain type of uh, 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 group. And I think that it was, I think perhaps some of the attitude that came with it, the, the state of mind, like, because I think that we, we, like, we, can, we can adopt it to how we are today. Like our state of mind is very rebellious. Like you told me that I can't do this. I can't say this. I can't be who I want to be. So fuck you. And so everything else is a fuck you thereafter. It's a rebellion against uh, everything else, and I think that uh, I think that the ballroom culture may, and um, uh, I think I think it, I think there was a, I think there was just more of a social a social context that was bred. I think there was a, a, a vocabulary that came out of the ballroom scene that allowed 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 that allowed the, this kind of behavior to exist. But I don't think it was the I don't think it was what caused it. Got it. I'm gonna go ahead. I was gonna just ask uh, with the ballroom scene. Do you feel like because most most of the ballroom, well, the ethnic, and I'll say ethnic because in New York it's like the Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and the blacks. That was something that we touched and we just made it like our own. So that's something that we do. Do you feel like because that's that's kind of like one of the faces of being gay in other parts of the United States? It's not so big here in the Bay Area as it is like down south and like you know the East Coast. Do you feel like they kind of? they kind of create the image of what an ethnic gay man is because that's what people know about gay. That's like the first thing that you see is like in New York, you know, uh, what's that show called that's on uh, the- Pose. 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 Okay, yeah, Pose. So Pose and then like, you know, they have all the balls and they have, you know, like Rihanna attended a gay ball, things like that. So is that what kind of creates the image of- But do you know what ballroom is based on? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, sorry, what I'm saying is that because, sorry, maybe someone else can explain it a little bit better than me because. No, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, Let's not act like this is not a thing. Everything that is a part of gay culture, every major thing that's part of gay culture and gay communication these um, and actually straight straight woman communication came right out of the ballroom scene that we have today. I'm talking about you tried it, shade, yes, Gag. girl, whatever. Uh, all of that, that entire attitude is a ballroom. I, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think the ballroom scene did it. I think, I think it created a whole cabinet. Exactly. Articulation the ballroom and, scene didn't, it didn't do that. So we don't, we want to. Because I, I, I think that a lot of the rebellion toward, uh, towards the, the straight community came from the hypocrisy that came from the straight community because we knew as game, like, because I knew in Atlanta. Like you know the dudes that like when I was in here trying to make it through college, the dudes that was uh, that was that was hitting me up on on AOL. That's how long ago it was. Hit me up on AOL was straight men on, in the closet. Shout out to AOL. I used to be a workspace. The DL men was paying me the, the coin to get with me. Mm. That's who was talking to me, and that's who was setting the tone. Those people was was uh, was 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 setting the tone of how I should be in the world, because that's the, that was the acceptance that I was craving. And so that's why I can get it. I was getting, I was getting the acceptance where I could. I think there's a lot of 
gay and lesbian brothers and sisters out there who had that similar experience where their acceptance came through the eyes of heterosexual people. And, 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 uh, and, and the thing is that acceptance came with a toll. It came with a price at some point. And I think that there's a lot of it. Came, a lot of it was an act of rebellion with that. And I think the ballroom scene was a big breeding ground for that rebellion, because that like you seen, you see, you see women out. You were seeing women out there, you know, in their heels and looking extra special and glamorous and fished up and whatnot. But they would be the same bitches who would spit on you. And we, and we, we, we don't, we don't. I, I don't want us to say that because that's not what ballroom is based on. The I know it. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about for us like from my experience when I was around ballroom and some of my, my friends. So let, if I can be more specific, like in Atlanta ballroom scene, it was like, it was like, yeah, let's like, yeah, I could like, I, when, when I would talk to my friends, they were like, yeah, bitch, I could fish out that, I could outfish that bitch any day. I could outwalk her while she sit up there and thinks I'm a piece of nothing. I'm a show high ass. And that was the attitude. Right. They will walk, they will walk them, they will walk that fucking runway and, sh and show them, and, and show them bitches and, and tell them like, yeah, you th uh, like, I could put in the fucking work too. And I could show you what it, uh, what it fucking means to put in some work to, uh, to, to make, to make this shit pop. And it was this act of rebellion against that where the, the heterosexual community said, I don't believe Belong. You don't belong. You don't look like your kind of gay doesn't belong here. That's like, what comes for us, and that's what I was refer referencing. Is like, even though that's not where it started, when we, when the gays, if the ethnic gays touched it, that became like the that became the way to show that, like, you know what, I could do this. I'm I'm trans bitch, and I'm finna walk better than you. I'm finna show. I'm finna give real. That's why they have categories, like, because there were there there's a category for the masculine men that could look more masculine than a regular. Like, it, I understand what you're saying, and do you think that that kind of set the tone for what being ethnic and being gay is because that is such a big part of our history here in the United that's, States, being gay. That's because, no, I can't let that go like that. And I'm not gonna let y'all let it go oh. like that. What ballroom did, and because my brother ran a house and my brother did ballroom in the time in the 80s when ballroom, I was there. I lived it. I, well, I'm, I'm, well, that's my I area. So we're not, if the people are going to say that what it is, it's because they don't know the history. These young people have turned it into something totally different. A ballroom was a place for family, people to have family when people were turning their kids away. When you told your parents you were gay, the parent put them out. So the ballroom gave them a family, the house of Mizrahi, all of these different houses made a family and Pose depicts it so well. So I don't want to say where the young people are trying to say that it's something different. We're not gonna I think go. that I what happened was the motivation of it, not how it came together. Right. right. See, you know, because they don't know the history. It, they just going off of what somebody turned. told them, learn your history. But ballroom turned. History don't have shit to do with how to get somebody there. Somebody, if you don't fucking belong, you look for somewhere to fucking belong. Period. History, like, like nobody's coming in and say, I know the hit. Like, I, I see MLK this motherfucker. Let me come over here. No, bitch. Some of them motherfucking homeless, and they and their parents told them get the fuck out my heels and uh, and, and be a man. So they, they said, fuck you. I need a fucking home, and so I can so I can put my heels on. And I'm a shredded, and I'm a show. And that's I'm, how it was. And I'm gonna be the way I'm. I'm gonna be how I'm gonna be. See who the fuck I want to be. And matter of fact, I'm gonna put this this this, this rainbow see. bright wig on and tell you to go fuck yourself, bitch. Well, I'm gonna. But I'm every a, so, but everybody that was in the part of that were didn't walk. I've never walked in the runway, and the house well, was in my house. I, I think, didn't walk the balls. I didn't do all of that. So you can't say that. But I raised. But, 
over 16 kids lived in my house. I so think I, I that you are, understand that. I think <laughs> that you're confusing. No, um, I'm not. Well, you didn't let me finish. I think that. No, um, don't let me finish. I think what you're confusing is the origins of ballroom right. and what it has morphed into. Because right. I think we're speaking more of the morphed into. What I know of ballroom is because I, it's all due to me studying it and me dating someone who had been in it back in the early 90s on up to the 2000s. And so I learned a lot. And then I did research. But if I went off of what I just experienced, it would be like what I saw. No, ballroom's always been cutthroat to me. And that's always been a place where, yes, people come together, but it's like they have this love hate relationship with each other. And I was like, I love you until you. You outwalk me, and then if you and then vote, and now it's time to get cut your head off. And what I, and you know, you could have a. I have seen whole. I have seen whole trophies. I have seen I whole trophies thrown in you, someone's head. If you see a person and they used to be, um, you they used to be a man, and then you and then when you meet them, they're a woman, and you find out, oh my god, they were actually born a man. From when I met them, from when I, from my generation of what ballroom is, what I know it is. Now, what you know it is different because you know it a little bit further than what I do. I've watched uh, Paris is Burning. I've seen it. But from what I'm speaking from is my own experience. And from my experience, what it has become and what it is now is not what it, orig- it it's what it originated from, but it's changed a lot. So I can't speak from how it started. I know how it started, but what it's become is what I'm talking about. So I'm not taking away from the origins of it. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's what I was saying too. Yeah, it, it, I'm not taking away from the, 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 from the soil in which it grew. But okay, I, was I ain't gotta it, cut you hoes tonight then because I was gonna cut you hoes. Yeah, yeah, like, no. so we all have an understanding of where it came from. I'm like every, because the thing is my recollection of when I first, when I was in Atlanta, and I was trying to get, when I was with a, y, a YP, shout out to YP, you know, uh, in the house of Wilhelmina, you know, I, you know, it was because I didn't know how gay looked like for me as a black man, yeah. coming from the South, coming from the deep South of Lafayette, Louisiana. And so I didn't know how to participate in life being, being a proud gay black man. So I need to, even though I had student housing as an artist, when I first moved to Atlanta and student housing, I was, I had, I was getting threatening phone calls call, being called faggot and I was going to be drugged behind a truck. The, the school had to actually get the authorities to actually get me moved to a different house. So I was scared. And I, that was the only place I had to go and hide was, uh, 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 you know, was, was that. And I, that's how I learned the history. Now, I knew the history, but what it changed into was a different story. And so that's what I, what the other guys were saying, because my experience was from the early 2000s. So, you know, my experience was different than your experience, even though I know the history of it, because them old queens taught me. They told me the principles. Yeah. Now, did everybody abide by those principles? Not all. No. And, you know, it's like, it's like uh, what's that movie called? Moana? She, she didn't know who the hell Tafiti was. She knew her. They just said, you got to restore her heart. If you would have saw her... From her point, she would have been some, you know, evil uh, witch bitch that turned into a damn piece of a bark with, a, with, with lava eyes. But really, she was a beautiful, you know, uh, whatever she was. And she, a goddess, and she gave help to the land. But, you know, that was where she started. But then things changed. Just like in the ballroom scene, it probably started as a beautiful way, for, you know, people for, for gay, gay people to come together, to find their family, to find people that were like them, that they were safe. But that all shifted in my generation. It's about who looks the best, who serves the best, who giving fish. If you giving tilapia, salmon, or swai, you know what I'm saying? Who giving a little shrimp, a little tartar, you know, a little something, something different, you know, that's what it is. And so, pretty much. 
there's no there's no more concept houses like for instance if you ask someone who is a part of the house older omni what the house was actually founded for I'm pretty sure you'll be hard pressed to find someone in this generation that can tell you that house was founded for people who are college educated. You have to be kidding. And you would be very hard pressed to find a Chanel and they're all, they're all over Oak, all over Oakland. Be hard pressed to find out why to at, um, to find one of those kids that can tell you why that, that house got the name Chanel. Mm-hmm. You have You'll to be, be hard pressed. The mothers to... of the houses and the fathers of the houses are not teaching them what no. the history of the no. house so is. What happened in the early 2000s, well, mid 2000s, that's when I came into it, mid 2000s, mid to late 2000s, the mothers of houses became these, um, became these femme queens who who would open their doors to their children, but they would open them, they would open their, their, their doors um, because they were looking for something from them. They taught them how to stunt. They taught, they taught them um, how to be fraudulent and, all, and they instilled in them, be the best at all times. And no one can tell you anything different. And everyone did that at the same time. So therefore, you had this huge war between the Chanel's and the Garcons. You had this huge war between the Garcons and the Mizrahis. Like you, it was like this huge thing going on. Um, That's the name. Oh my God, you just said it. Garcon? No. Ms. Rahi, that was the name of Robert's house. Oh my God. Ms. Rahi, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember what the name of it was. The House of LaVasia. Most of them oh, don't Pepper even know who Pepper is. And you know, oh. my thing is Pepper is, that's the, he's, he, he's uncle to me because he kept the real, but all I'm saying is this, now being a part of a house is more for status. It's not yeah. for comfort. It's not for, you know, I need a family to go to because I'm gay and I don't have, it's because I want to, the, the certain houses are known for, being the shit, and if I'm a part of this house, then I'm the shit. So that's yeah. why I'm there. And so that's, in my generation, once again, I'm speaking from my generation, for the viewers, we literally are, we come from different generations. I'm the youngest, my generation, being a part of a house is like, oh, you a, you a LaBeja, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm one of the girls. It's a status. It's thing. a status. It's like flying for Delta, you know, I'm a, I'm a motherfucker, I'm a Delta flight attendant. Bitch, you work for who? I'm Delta. It's like, okay, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and strut over here and let you do your thing and you know, yeah, and that's so. That's it's really disheartening, and it's sad for me to hear that when so many young gay men lived in my house because their parents put them out, and I, I just I hate to see something like that turn into. And then that's why. So I'm gonna give shots out to uh, BRT TV, be a ballroom throwback TV, because they are still pushing the original ballrooms. But look, people I, can know what ballroom really is. I just, I just, I just shared your, I just shared your link on, on, on Facebook. It's going to show you that uh, the, a clip that uh, that someone just posted up today from TikTok of this dude out dancing this chick on the basketball court. She was a, uh, she was a, a, a one of high, one of high school uh, uh, pep rally dancers, and he went straight, he went straight up a uh, Vogue house on her ass and tore her down. Literally just stepped off off the stands and literally just tore her completely down. She had an orange folder and just looked was looking stupid. 
That's what them queens are turned into. They are jump. They're they'll fucking do a somersault right off the top of a of, of the bleacher and go show their ass and go and go right back to the stands and keep it moving. Or somersault into a slam and that you'll be like, out of my head. Yeah, right. That that's how it is. That's how it is now. The death was at, well. It, it wasn't called the death drop, but you know, I, I watch videos all the time. I've been to a few. Um, balls and when i lived in new york uh there was this club called escalitos a long time ago that was like you know or escalitas but they had like a gay night and that was my first time ever when i used to go to new york when i was like 18 i'd never seen vulgars because in oakland it, it's not it was there was not such a huge presence of that here like on the east coast in new york bay b them gays in your era in my i'm gonna speak it once again I'm and in mine too in my from my generation is what whenever i speak i speak it from my generation my brother had several trophies. He's from all across the country. He was one of the hottest vloggers in in this in this thing. But, so. but, but was they was they doing somersaults, hitting a triple backflip, and then landing on top of their head, and then still able to get up and go get a drink? Because I never seen a dead drop. I thought the guy was injured. Literally, I was like, "Is he okay?" They was like, "No, just sit back and watch." They towed that flow up. It was just, it was beautiful. But that's, it, that's that's been around. That has been around. I'm um, that's. Well, well, yeah, they got it from somewhere, honey. So we're not this. We're not. I think you think we're discounting the uh, the history of it, but I was like, like, it, like they got it from somewhere, honey. Right. Like they got they. It, it, what has become is not the greatest, but exactly. uh, but however, it came from somewhere. And right. now, if we really want to get technical, just like just like a good parent, a good parent should have kept them where they should have been. So if the, if the housekeepers was keeping, ah, but let's all not, my kids are in line. Because people don't want to own their shit when they want to own their shit. All of my kids are in line. They always want to be there for the accolades, but when shit hits the fan, they don't want to be found. And a lot of them was fucking on their they, they kids too. I heard that in New York, oh yeah, a lot of the house, the, the, the fathers was getting- Not in my house. Right, but I'm just saying that's, that. I know a lot of people that have been involved in like the, you know, those houses in New York and they, um, and they would tell me how, like, you know, they would go and be with the, the house father and they'd be, you know, they're, they're cute and, you know, he want a piece and there you go, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, it, I mean, but that's, again, that's what, that, that's, that's what, that's what it's become. And so yeah. as much as we can blame, blame the people, like the kids who come from the house, it, come, like, it comes from the top. Just like, just like the household you were born in. It came like you are proud of your parents. You are proud of your keepers. If your if your if your if your keepers weren't keeping you, well, you were well, you were keeping yourself. That's and it. And that's how it is. Well, in my house that my brother started, I took care and provided a safe place, and gave direction and pushed education so that you can maintain and survive in this world on your own. Because if your parents had put you out and you had nowhere else to go, I needed to make sure that when you left my house, you were able to stand on your own and make it in this world because nobody is going to give you anything. You have to work hard for everything in this world. So I pushed education. You couldn't just sit up in my house all day and kiki, you need to go to school and get some education. Well, you well, you know, some of them, some of them tried that tried that mess, and they stood up all right. But shit, them, that rent went high, and they they went right back down to their knees and started making it happen on on, on uh, at night. Work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. That's exactly how shit. The rent, the rent, the rent, the rent came due, and it got real high. And home chick came with her nails click clacking, and she and it was like shit. We gotta make something happen. So I know we standing tall right now, but we gotta drop our knees one one more time for this rent. 
Listen. Let me tell you. Suck a dick. Blockers I'm are so glad that I always had a job because I didn't require them to be worried about paying bills because I had a job. You so, were you were a good house that everybody wanted to go to then. <laughs> Come exactly. to Blanca. You were the original Blanca. You were the Blanca. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know how rare that is? Yes. Now, that is very rare. Very rare. Very rare. Typically, John, you know, you know a few people that have lived in my house. And I'm just gonna say, <laughs> very ah. rare. Very rare. Very, very rare. But Most I'm, of the times, those people are sleeping school. with each other. They're having to. No. They're and having that's what I'm time. trying to say. Like, oh, I get what. Just like, I mean, I understand where everything starts, but and this is my what must become of the gay community. And, and I'm gonna speak for from my era and like my my culture. It's like you, the house is where the cute boys are. You know, where you see some of the because they keep up with themselves. They got the nice hairdos, bodies be all banging. You know, and it's like. It really is a lot of just hooking up, you know, a lot of shit going on, and you know, a lot of them are escorts. And you, you know, and you know value education. Like if y'all, like if y'all, y'all see, uh, uh, like the, uh, there's there's a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. I can't remember what his name is, but the first thing he said in his little his, his little competition rap is that he was like he was from New York, and he's 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 a hoe and he's he's trained. And that's exactly what he said. He's a he's a body queen. He's pretty in the face and in and out of drag. He is beautiful. I mean, he is fine in and out of drag. But he he said he said right up front. That's what he's about. He's trade and he a hoe. That's what that's that's what he's about. That's what he all that. And the first thing they said when he was on stage, as soon as he walked out, they said, "Oh, that baby don't even know himself." Like he all pretty and ain't nothing in there. Right, ain't nothing right. in there. The elevator but, don't but, go all the way. But that tells you the condition of today's culture where. Right. They're so focused on everything out here. They're not focused on putting them inside themselves. They have no at all. They have no care no, because no we live in a materialistic world where social media. I mean, I know so many guys my age that are like people have told me before, oh, Darren, why don't you get you, you know you get paid to do it? It's like no, I've never. I'm different, but I know so many other guys that are great looking that have you know nice bodies, everything. And guess what? If you're gonna give me five hundred dollars to for for an hour, I'm gonna go work at whose job for eight hours a day, make it, and only come out with one twenty for that day when I could get five hundred in one day with one with one guy because of my looks, and then that goes to their head, and then you know before you know it, they're thirty years old, and and I'm gonna stab you in your jungle if you do anything like that. I'm gonna you. And, and the, the thing, the thing is, like, I feel really bad. Like, and it, it, I, re- I feel really bad because I was like, this is not forever. This is not a forever ship, and no one's. Te- I don't think anybody's teaching them that. Right. And because oh, now, because yeah, a lot of younger guy coming up. With, with I him. have, I have the solution to that, and I have discussed this with Sean. So, because this is really disheartening to me. It's really, it's, it, it's since the, the black culture, the black gay culture has been left field and wherever y'all want to go with it. I told Sean that it is time that we pull together some kind of group. I want to have buildings, working building sessions. I want to have a retreat. I want to get back to teaching gay men, showing them a support system because we don't have it here in the Bay Area. Los Angeles has, in the meantime, they have... Better, better brothers, uh, better, better brothers, LA. Sorry if I got y'all name wrong. I apologize because I've been to one of y'all functions. Reach LA. Huh? 
an organization called Reach LA. Reach LA. Why do we not have nothing in the Bay Area to support the up and coming? And that's because a- most people who have tried to start things here in the Bay Area are doing it for financial gain. They're right. not doing it for the purpose of uplifting and edifying and creating community. They're not doing it for that. They are starting a nonprofit because this is their next hustle. Well, for me, it's not a hustle. Because if you want to get to be my age and still look like me and still be healthy, you need somebody that has some wisdom that's going to teach you some things and help you to get along in this world and tell you not to sleep with him just because he looked cute. But I, you also have to understand that people, these, they have to be willing to learn and willing to take what you're going to give them. And, and there I, are some and, out there that are. They're, they're out there. They just don't have the direction. So right. with the help of Sean, I'm going to give a little wisdom. And Fernando's going to teach sexology classes and all of that. Yeah, 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 sex, sex. He's going to what teach. What is Darren going to do for them? Because Darren is going to come over and be a motivator. He's going to be a motivator to motivate them to do better. To I'm going to tell you. Don't read them. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying, you I know, that- this generation of, 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 of gays coming up, it, it's very, it, I can't say that it's sad because this is the generation that I come from. So all I know of being gay is what I've been exposed to since I came out, you know, and, and thank God I never, I, I was never in the streets, but I know people that were. And a lot of them, they have issues, things that, you know, I will not say, but just, you know, they've made mistakes that they cannot change. And so. Um, but baby, I was in the streets. Right. In them streets. I done told you last week I was in them streets. And I brought you a testimony of Fernando. I was in them streets. I wasn't shit. And then let's talk about the fact that there's a big drug epidemic in the gay community. And a lot of people, I mean, a lot of my, I have friends that are, that, 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 that's, that smoke stuff. And I always tell them like, you know, you know, you could be a flight attendant. You could be this, you could be that. You could do this, you could do that. But because their, their norm is drugs, partying, sex, hookups, getting money from where they can. Me telling them that comes off as if I'm better than them or I'm trying to tell them what to do with their lives. And it's not, that's not it at all. I'm literally trying to offer them like, you know, you could travel to, you could do, but they're looking for a handout. You know, well, you, my friend, why don't you put me on your benefits? Why don't you give me a buddy pass? Not, you know what, let me stop doing this so I can get this shit on my own. So I say that to say, I've, I've tried talking to, you know, many of my associates, you know, um, guys and girls. And it's like, this generation in general, they're just stubborn. There are so many other ways to make money and to survive. A lot of people don't want to go to school. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to further their education because they feel like, you know what, I'm surviving and I'm okay with my circumstances right now. They're not thinking about the future. And I'm speaking from my experience with my generation, even myself, you know, like I, there are certain things that I wish I would have done sooner, but at least I'm not completely shut off to at least thinking about it and learning another way of life versus what I'm used to. And I think a lot of the gay community nowadays, they're just kind of stuck in their ways. And then they change when they have to, because now there's a younger hot gay boy that got better dick and they're offering him more money and they're going to prefer him over me. So now I got to find a nine to five because, you know, pussy ain't paying the bills no more. And that's just what it is. And you know, you know, what's sad. I like, and and all of them are seeing what's right now is like, baby, you are all exploits. Like, you just have no idea. Like, you think you're a thing on a string, baby. You are, to, you are just today's, today's menu item. 
like and you're treated as such and i was like so and like and i'm like i wish i would have known that when i was back in the day when i was younger and my 20s pop locking and dropping it and dealing with all these drug heads and and all of that stuff i mean i you know as i told you guys i mean i've been through i got the war wounds you can see it right here that ain't that that came from somebody who put their hands on me you yeah, um right here you see that somebody put their hands on you Hi, honey, I didn't get I didn't get raped four times and get my face get uh, now fucked up a couple times. Wow, I would have thought that you would have been put your foot up somebody's ass. You know, you you see back 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 then, uh, back then uh, back then it was different because I was looking for my worth in the eyes of another man. Right. I was looking for uh, and and so and when it came to me and the bills and and how I saw myself, I your will to fight back just dissipates because you are at the whim of somebody else that you have entrusted with your sense of self in that moment. Mm. Because when you're getting paid for you're not on your time anymore. It's theirs. So you go in a certain place where you are, you know, you want to fight back, you try to fight back, but there's a point in you where you can't. Do you detach yourself from yourself? Um, in those moments, some moments you were, you were, or you try to, and mm -hmm. there will be things that just bring you right into the present. Like it's like either the pain mm -hmm. or just like, like, as I told the guys, I mean, like every recollection of my assaults were, they, they, and they, they, they're, they're flashes in my head. They're like certain, certain moments and scenes. They're not a continual story for me. And so I, you know, from, from, for me, it's like, I, it would. I wish somebody would have taught. Would have told me better. I wish somebody would have. There were some older gays out there, but they were the ones who were abusing me too. You know. You know. So where do you go? So like I. You know. I'm the. I, I could be a. I could be a fucking poster child for being that asshole in the streets and don't like nobody and be the body queen who just wants to shun the world because the world didn't do me no fucking favors. Right. You, you know. When I was asking for help, I was. You know. I was getting sodomized or. You know, being locked in a hotel room, you know, getting my face, get, getting my eye punched out, being gangbanged, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, nobody was there to help me for that. And when I try to speak out, even my other gay, the gays around me wasn't trying to hear me because they, they, they were trying to find a cocaine fix or they were too pretty. To, they were too pretty to hang around my ugly ass. Like uh, okay. uh, you ain't ugly guy. Well, but, but the thing is that when you live in a certain culture, that does not that you, that you don't fit in the in the other uh, mold in which they created in the in the social ecosphere. Because I I you know living in the South, especially in Atlanta, Georgia, if you didn't fit whatever stereotype they had for you, you didn't belong. Wow. So I was a black overweight, you know, a black dude with long curly hair, and long curly hair did not fit the bill for what a man looked like in the South. You had right. to look a certain way to be accepted to be a certain way. It was already bad yes, enough. Darren. He used to be a plus size. I was two. I was three hundred twenty-six pounds. Wow! You go on my Facebook, and all my pictures are still there. Even my house in Atlanta and everything. I like when I tell people when I talk about my story. I tell people you can go and look at the receipts. It's all over Facebook. Mm -hmm. I do not. I I don't hide myself because it's my truth. 
Good, bad, or And look, now he's snatched. Well, and, and now, and I'm at the point now when when them little kids be coming up to me with their pop, you know, popping their necks and all that other stuff. Like, baby, if you only knew yourself, like I am, I'm in a much better place than you can ever be right now because I know me. I have the body that I want because I built it for myself. I ain't built it for the acceptance of nowhere else. I ain't built it for nobody on Instagram. I ain't built, I ain't built that bitch for the next bitch to look at me. I built all this body for me. And now, Christopher, you see, now, although Fernando at one point was overweight and was insecure, now that I, since I've known him, he's been fine and he's been, you know, he, he knows himself and he's secure in who he is. So I cannot, I can't talk about the before time because I don't know. All I know is this Fernando, now if he chooses to tell me that, that's it. But from what I know him as is this. Same thing with the ballroom scene. What I know the ballroom scene as. I'll is let this. you slide without cutting your ass. Uh, <laughs> he was a kid that upset at me. I was, was going to cut you. John. But 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 you know but people but people do that like I think that like what I've been trying to leave my life with is just with understanding and tell and like so when people try to come at me with some stuff I'm like look 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 right. like I'm just trying to have a discussion with you and right. that's all I want to do is find common ground if you don't want to find common ground with me that's okay keep it moving because you know what you know one thing people like if you have a if you if you if you believe in yourself and 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 you have faith in something somewhere somehow people will find their exit out of your life. The people who are not meant to be in your life will find their way out. So yes, I'm good with it. Yes, they will. I'm good with it. So when people come pop like, like oh, whatever, bitch, bye. Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander. Right. Hey, Sean Alexander. <laughs> I'm here. Sean Alexander said that we have some uh, feedback. Feedback, 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 Amen. Well, we have much more to talk about, and we and we and we, we'll, we we can discuss like our topic that we yeah because we about to go into our topic. I was trying because to the feedback, feedback was because the feed, the feedback really surrounded um, talking about <laughs> our last com- conversation that we had. Um, we're, we're I'm sorry, last discussion that we had, which was surrounding do my single friends. Why you don't introduce your single friends? Okay. Yeah. Their other single friends. Well, this actually bleeds into our current topic. And so it's a perfect segue point because typically, uh, if you're someone who's op- open to a relationship, you're open to love. And he ain't going to tell us the rest of it, shit. <laughs> you're open to love. <laughs> Okay, and, so we're open to love. We get that. We're open mm-hmm. to love. It's all the love I need. Sorry. <laughs> Not, all <the> love <laughs> Not all the love love you need, but some people um, want to know um, what's the philosophy surrounding behind um, wanting to be introduced and not feeling, um, and and wanting to know how you feel when you're not introduced to your single friends when you when you are in search of love. Or they want to know the philosophy philosophy behind it. Yeah. Some of the feedback was that we didn't go deep enough. 
mm. on that, and it was very surface. Yeah, because because you you won't uh you won't introduce nobody. So yeah, that's why we stay surface, surface. But then, what does it say? Um, what does it say to you, um, knowing that I have? a lot of friends we'll use this or we'll use a real example of knowing that i have a lot of friends who may be single and who may be looking for may or may not be looking for um someone what does it what does it do to you inside to know that i have not introduced you to them does it make you feel a certain type of way and if so what is that rooted in you don't make me feel a certain type of way i know i like it not not between you and i but i know on the receiving end of my friends i know how i feel i could i could share with you and it just makes me like honestly it kind of makes me feel that my friends don't think i'm worth or worthy enough for 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 it so there's like there's like oh like they don't see me like 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 that or they, they assume that i'm okay doing I'm, I'm doing okay by myself like there's like oh yeah he can find his own dude or you, you know I know Fernando a little too well, and nah, I ain't gonna hook him up with that one. When did it become your friend's responsibility to, I'm sorry, I just, I, this is a conversation really that I just, I've never had that issue. I've never felt like I wasn't attractive or like people didn't think that I was worthy. I just always felt like if I wanted like somebody, I would go for it. If I cross their path, we cross paths. I don't need anyone to introduce me to anybody because I think when people introduce friends, you automatically go into it with like this kind of like, uh, and so, there's an expectation there and I don't like expectations. So it's like, I feel as though I just like to meet them or if it happens, it happens. If we're meant to be together, then we'll cross paths. We'll, you know, meet each other somehow, some way. I don't see a big But like, But there, sometimes there are friends who have mutual interests with each other and those friends that won't say anything, even though like they, they like both parties are both interested, but the person in the middle won't even say shit. And like they, they will go off not even knowing that they were, found interest in each other. I mean, some people, we're like, cause I know for me that I will, I will convince myself of the polar opposite of what the reality is. And that comes from my self-esteem level and where I come from, my background and what I have right. to work through. Cause like, I kind of see myself like that. I haven't talked about this in therapy on, on, on Tuesday. Like when people, uh, like I, I shared my story with going to the club a couple weeks ago and when guys were hitting on me, and I didn't know how to take it. And when I got in the Uber car, I, started to, I, I cried because I never felt that attractive. I never seen myself, like I always been the guy at the club that my friends give their coats to and they go, and they go do the drinks. And I always felt safe in my mm -hmm. skin because no one ever approached me. So I would just be in the music, sip my little drink and doing whatever. And so, and I, and the, the psychology behind that was because, uh, behind that was sad. I felt sad for myself because I was like, I was convinced that nobody wanted me. Like, like in the way I, the way I presented in the world, nobody wanted me. And I convinced myself of that. That wasn't anybody else's fault but me. And, and what I did was I kept, I kept going after guys that affirmed how I felt about myself. Right. And so I convinced, that was my story. That was my narrative. I was convinced that like, I was not worthy of any of that. And so I kind of leaned on my friends because I was like, you know, I kind of leaned on my friends because I was like, I didn't really know the, I didn't know if anybody found me attractive. So I was like, can someone tell me? Cause I was like, when someone hit on me, I was so dense. I didn't know when people were hitting on me. Like, like, what? like the guy, like the, the guy, the guy now that you're meeting has gotten a lot more confident because I found aspects about myself that I get confident in. Right. Like, you know, so that's what helps me emote my confidence right. because I still am very insecure and I don't always feel like I'm 
an attractive human being, you know, but I find aspects about myself that Maybe I you that I highlight. And you're cute, and that's the thing. I think for even for me, like, like mm-hmm. so the other day uh, when me and Sean had went out to the club in Sacramento, your friend very well could have been flirting with me. He was grabbing my arm and he made a joke about my underarm, and I just even though that probably was his way of like making it like kind of itching in to see if, but I totally was like not even there in my head. And I think that the way that I come off is I come off, I'm very, I, I appear to be very confrontational. So I think people, they get a little intimidated when approaching me. But I want to ask you a question regarding the hooking up of friends, mm-hmm. uh, Fernando. So can you give me a situation, give me an example of how two grown adults in this day and age, specifically where we have social media and we're able to contact each other without the help of a friend that two people could be interested in each other but depend on the one friend to get them in contact because if I thought that I was attracted to anybody and we had a mutual friend and I would probably tell the friend like hey you know what I I think this guy is cute whatever but me being me if I was passionate about it I would probably just hit him up myself and like hey you know what I think that you're cute I checked you out oh my god you seem cool and I would make that I would take the step to get to know them that way the pressure is not on the friend you get what i'm saying like what and what 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 i've done before is like i just let both friends know that they're both mutually interested in each other okay and and i don't i don't get involved in the exchange of numbers or nothing like that i was like okay here's here's his facebook here's his facebook uh um you know uh, use uh you know screen name go find him hit him up and good luck that's how i always done it i'll go find him on ig on, on, on ig and here's his IG, uh, you know, um, uh, screen name. Go D, you know, get into his DMs. You know, he's going to respond back because he's interested too. And then, right. I, then I just let them do their own thing. I just lead the horse to water and he can go drink his own water. And well, is, I'm all about helping the damn people. Again. That's helping. That's, that's still helping. I, being directly I ain't involved. like it's helping. It's I helping. ain't like Sean that they say going to do shit to nobody. I will help you if you need well, to Well, so me. here's... Here's why I don't do well, that we know why anymore. You don't. Well, no, I, I mean, I gave you a very surface answer last night. Not last night, but last week. But to go deeper on that, I um, have often <laughs> been <laughs> accused of going after people. And that has not ever truly been the case. It's actually been everyone else around me doing, doing it. But I typically <laughs> wait, 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 Back up, back up. So you don't introduce people to others because somebody accused you of going after? I just want to make sure I get clarity on that. Trying to get to it. So it... um, Clutch the pearls, baby. Clutch the pearls. So what that has done for me is that it has made me not want to engage at all in in anything like that because I've been accused enough times (laughs) <laughs> um, of secretly wanting someone, secretly um, going after them, or secretly Ooh, um, you really want them. Ooh. No, it wasn't that. Sorry, there. Is it either? No, actually, it wasn't that. It. Um, I've also over my life, I've dealt with a lot of people who I feel that maybe I've intimidated a bit, um, and I don't say that from a. Um, gloat from a gloatful place no uh like who i can intimidate people. no i don't i don't say it from there it um i think that just by virtue of who i am and what i've been able to accomplish accomplish over life that can be intimidating to some and i think that not i think i know that <laughs> that has played a part in 
some of the um, breakdowns in communication that I've had in friendships um, okay. surrounding men and surrounding men that they may be interested in and surrounding men that they think I'm interested in because they're interested in them. So what I have done is I have completely re- removed myself from that um, because one, I got tired of being accused of things I was not doing. It was to a point to where I could say hi to somebody and the rumor was I wanted them. Oh but I'm just being nice. But first of all, it sounds like a maturity problem and not a, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, because oh. for, me, for, for me, if you introduce me to somebody and it went awry, then that was me and mine, not you and your business. You just, but see, what you would just, happen you was... Just, you just led me to water, baby. I drank on my own. What used to happen is that, say, I'm just going to use the people on this screen. Say I am friends with Darren. Darren has a crush on Fernando. I'm friends with Fernando. I introduce uh, Darren to, to Fernando. Fernando and I may not have been close, but now we're starting to get closer. Now Darren has an issue. That has happened to okay, me so, time and time and well, time again. Yeah. So therefore, I just remove myself from that period. Okay, and, so let me say why then was. So for me, when I say introduce, my world does not consist of running into dateable men. I don't, my day-to-day life does not consist of, I don't have any any interactions with same gender loving men. I don't, that's not the world that I run in and I don't cross that. And from, and this is my generation there and my generation, people used to introduce folks together and help them meet. That's how people met in my time. But in this new era, there's all these new dynamics and all of this. But when back in the day, so many people met at, at my functions. I introduced people at my functions all the time. Oh, so-and-so, hey, I want you to meet so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And didn't think anything of it. And that's just how it was. I can't what say I'm walking in the store and I meet somebody in the store because I don't see nobody in the store. I don't, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not in the, in the gay clubs. Right. So I don't meet nobody there. I go to work. I come home. I do my wine tours. So I don't have the ability like everybody else to have this great uh, database of, and just, so this one, most of my friends, most of my gay friends, are no longer here Mm. so that's a that's a that's another thing about being older and i very i i was just talking with a friend today that i hadn't talked to in a while i very i can probably count on one hand now who friends that i've known over 40 years because the majority of my friends are gone i lived through a season where my friends died left left and right 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 so i don't have that Oh, well, let's go to brunch this weekend. And it's six or seven guys that that era is gone for me. And if I want to go to brunch with I, Darren, I got you. I understand you. But Lamont would be the one. Lamont and I have been friends for like almost 40 years. So I could call Lamont and say, let's go do brunch. But when we look at our friends, they're gone. So I don't, uh, Fernando, I'm just. <laughs> get what you're saying um so having the ability with like sean who has a a database of five million people 
you know, can you just five million? Can you just get just one? Just you know, one. I would say on the flip side of that, if I had a friend that every time I and for I don't think that I'm the best looking guy. I know that I'm not ugly, but I definitely am not as good looking as some guys out there. And so if I had a friend that that always wanted to try to introduce me to someone new or pin that in itself would make me feel uncomfortable actually. And I probably not want to hang out with them because if I wanted to go out and find a man, if I wanted to go out, listen, they have Grindr, they got Jack, they got all these other apps. Um, I'm, I, I work in a damn airline industry. It ain't very hard to find a man. I mean, it's like, I can really do that work myself if it needed to be done. So if I had a friend that decided to step in every time we hung out and introduced me to someone because they thought I would fit well with them, that would kind of take away from our friendship because most of the I don't say that every time I see Sean. Well, I mean, you know, like, so when me and Sean go out, I actually... I'm desperate. Hold up. I'm not desperate. No, I'm not saying you're desperate. Okay, when me and Sean go out, I literally enjoy hanging out with Sean. If I meet somebody or his friends along the way, I don't mind hanging out with them as well, but I'm not specifically looking to go hang out with Sean so that I could be around other gay men. Because the fact of the matter is that if I want to go meet gay men, I can go to the club my damn self by myself and do that. So I think for me, friendships are more just being with my the, those, those people rather than trying to meet more people. Because in all actuality, I don't need a bunch of uh, uh, other girls. Sean, I consider Sean a little brother. I consider him a little you know, brother. I've, I've known him since he was a little tight. He knows all the girls. He'd be in the club. They'd be like, like I'm just like, it's like, it's like Aretha Franklin's walkthrough when Patty tried to touch her and she was like, that's Sean walking through the club. You know, some people that he. Oh, that's Shakespeare. <laughs> so to me, it's like, I, I enjoy <laughs> him being the popular one, him knowing everybody. When I go out, I don't want people like, oh, Darren, you what, what, what? It's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'd rather just hang out, have a drink, be on the sideline, chill, talk, maybe dance. I don't really want to be socializing with people and explaining myself who I am, where I'm from, what I'm about. It's like, uh, no, I'm okay. I'm they sure do give Darren way. 25 questions. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we ain't like, giving him no more questions. Darren's good. Your questions up for the night is up. Okay. But, and I want to say this. So it's, and it's not like I'm saying, like I specifically have seen somebody that Sean knows. Sean has these amazing events at his house. He has these round tables. Sean has, Sean is sleeping on so much of his talent that y'all don't know. Y'all don't get all that. But he has these events. And I'm just like, if it happens, and if it doesn't, I still keep kicking. Because I'm not going to sit here. I'm not like, it's not like I'm waiting to see because shit. I'm, my name is Kelly Price, bitches. I'm booked. I'm booked. I have I have a life. So I'm not sitting around just waiting and pining over a man. Child, I got time for the Sounds like you is to me. What? What? Did you say that? What you, you, you need one of them, hey, hey, Barbara, this is Shirley phone calls, huh? No. <laughs> hey, you you, you no. need them days, them, them ass- <laughs> Good morning. You want one of them, them old, them old times? No, I don't need none of that, boo-boo. You want that yeah. old thing back? You ain't one of those. I ain't one of those. You ain't one of those. No, 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 no. I'm just the- from a different era where it was all right. And so it's sometimes it's hard to transition into new stuff when you're used to certain things and you were raised in different a different way. So I'm trying to get with this new stuff, but I just to me meeting somebody off a of grinder jacked and all of these apps is just it's freaking hilarious to me. I want to sit down and have a conversation and see what you about. 
Now, if that's what now you do, but now if we're here to do the do, then that's what we're here to do. Is do the no, do. I'm gonna say we have no conversations. So, because we were there to do the do, we knew we were there to do. So, <laughs> but if you are trying to meet somebody and say, hey, is it possible? Because and so I would say maybe within the last year is when I just decided that it was time for me to say I'm ready to start settling down again and get into a relationship because after the last situation with the the pastor I was at a place where I decided I was not going to date for a while with the way so, with the who uh, the pastor honey. with the pastor yes pastor yes you had dealings with Mr. Long huh <laughs> I said you had dealings with Mr. Long Ooh. No, sorry, boo boo. I didn't sleep with him. That's we're the same age, so I couldn't work in that arena. I'm too I'm too old to have been one of his boys. We're the wait, same age. Right? When Mr. Long had it going on, wait a minute. They said they call him the, the Pastor Eddie Long. They had to say yes, long, you know. Yeah. I don't but, know about that, but I'm just saying, you know. After dating, I was with the pastor and I was the pastors in- be laying it out. So I have a question. If you have sex with a pastor, do they say, do they, you know, because taking communion is, you know, that's, that's something they do. And so is it like that during sex? Like, you know, take a bite. <laughs> let me give you this communion. Get on your knees in front of me and let me go ahead and give you my foot, my, uh, this bread and this, this wine, this dick and, 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 and what comes with it. Um, well, not I, always. Guys are having sex. Just like, well, how do you? Okay, like, I, I, true story. I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. You definitely gonna have to go over there to Fernando in the bottom right corner over there and ask so, him that one. This is. Do y'all see this right here? This is what I carry with me everywhere. So, so come on, Holy story, Bible. I so true, true story. I, I have had a threesome with the, uh, with the priest. A Catholic priest. Oh God, the house coming down. Jesus. He's, he uh he was a pre he was a Catholic priest in, uh, from Mexico. Oh Lord Jesus. Yes, I when I met him, I we found a very we we thought it was really interesting. They had this very large rosary bead. It was so pretty, and we were like, and we didn't we didn't ask until like like the first time we screwed because we screwed a couple times that night. So oh, the first Jesus. time he was like he was like. We were like, this is so pretty. Where they came from? And he was like, I'm a Catholic priest. We we don't you can't buy this. They're 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 given to you. And I was we Where were, were these rosaries? Please tell me that they were not in nobody's uh stuff. No, they were not. But he had Because you said beads and then right. you followed up with sex. No, 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 no. It, he had a large rosary bead around his neck when he came over. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, context and, is everything. And it was really pretty. It was beautiful. It was gold. It was. It had these big beads with the gold with the gold cross on it. It was. It was hand stitched. And we were like, and and it was just swinging and swinging around and stuff. And we we're like, you know, honey, you never know what Fernando. You got to ask those clarifying questions. <laughs> I was like, wait, not the not the Jesus beads. I mean, like he was taking it like a champ, and I was like, okay, I was fascinated by the by the rosary beads that was dangling while I was, you know, you know, I was giving it to him, and I was like, where that come? Oh no! question in front of him. Did he start? Did he start? Darren, I told you, you have no more questions. Your question. is, I want to. Did he start doing like this and, and, and saying his hail mary? No, he did not. You know what he did say? Then he said, he said, well, I'm a. He said, I'm a Catholic priest in Mexico. He said, so when I come to the States, I am not a Catholic priest. Child, bye. Did he bless the baby for y'all? Got him <laughs> water at it? 
No. I'm sorry. I've never heard no shit like that. It of tripped, a me, out. It tripped me out when we when I kid you not. He tripped me out when he when, when he said I'm a Catholic priest. We must have we looked at each other like, did we just fuck a priest? I'm done. We just gave now back. question. I'm done. Question. So was the sex good? Very. He took dick so well. Was it blessed? Were you, but were you in love when you did it? Nope. Oh. Catch it. Catch the tea. Catch the tea. I so caught that shot. Love, is love required to have good sex? No. Because you can love someone um, spiritually, emotionally, and not be connected with them sexually. Because as I say before, sex is like a dance. Not everyone's meant to do, uh, do that dance together. Right. You know, you know, you can like that's not when I when I go on dates, I'm okay with having sex on the first date because I'm trying to kick the tires. I'm I'm taking a test drive, bitch, because this may be my forever. Right. And if and and if, if, it's, if the sex ain't good, then we gonna just be good friends. And if the sex is good and you ain't that good, you ain't that good in the date, then at least we got good sex. Because you could be as nice as you want to be. The moment you say you don't like sucking dick, what? I guess that me and you are just there's nothing there. Exactly. Exactly. Like there, there's a such there's a such thing as sexual compatibility. Some people are just compatible with with different things. People have different sexual articulations that hey. just work well for each other, but that does not have to co coincide with the quality or the type of sex that you have that equates to love because it just doesn't. And I can give several examples. Like actually, me and Sean talked about this. Wait, for you little kids that have stumbled up on this, get your ass off of this goddamn podcast. I'm telling your parents what you was listening to because you should not be listening to this. Fernando will go there and we blame and we're Darren, going to go. We're night. going to go there because I'm so going to give you your ass off the fella's point of view tonight and turn off this podcast. You are too goddamn young to be listening to some shit like this, right? Or you can go ahead and That's learn something. You may learn something from from, so, from from Chris's generation from, because because you know he he we're gonna set the tone on tonight for what it should be. Like I'm 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 gonna tell you guys a story about about a good example between love a like love. Uh oh. Uh huh. So, and I talked to Sean about this, and Sean was very surprised about this story. Um, it's a friend of Sean mine. Sean ain't never surprised about that deep. Oh, I was surprised about this. And, and so, this is a friend of mine, and she, uh, uh, a friend of mine from years ago. She's in her 50s, a husband in her 50s. Uh, he's, he's actually about eight, eight years older than she is. She absolutely, positively hated having sex with him. Did not enjoy sex with him, to the point where she would cry afterwards. It was that bad. He, she loved him. He was a great provider. He was a good husband. Now, in her history, her time period, you know, her mother, her mother told her, as a, you know, when she was young, hey, you, the only person you're going to have sex with is your husband. And anybody outside your husband, hey, you are a whore and you're going to hell. She believed that. She believed it to be true. So she never, so she looked for men to be a good provider, not a good lover. Mm. And so she created her whole, her, her sexual story was was always about sex was necessity and a, and a part of a duty and not something that she was to enjoy for herself. So when she got with this last the last person, like it was just so awful that she her body did not know how to actually come you know deal with this. And so she was there was one day she was going to actually go and have an affair. And she talked to me about it. She was in tears. And, and her, her colleagues were like, yeah, girl, go do it. Men do it all the time. And I was like, what the hell? And so we had to talk about this. And, and, I'm not, and to make a long story short, 
I, I, the, the thing I left with her with was, if you love and trust your husband, you have to love and trust them with the truth. And so she had a conversation with him and they, and now, and, uh, and he's a proud man. I mean, he's a, I mean, a man of a particular age. And she had this conversation when she was going to, when she was going to cheat, the bitch was going to cheat up because the man she was going to cheat was a baseball player. He was fine as hell. So she wasn't going to cheat low bitch. And this, I mean, she's, and this woman is in her fifties. She's, she's still got, uh, you know, a great body with the abs and everything. She's, she, uh, she does, she's not overdone. She's the average everyday housewife. You know, she's not, she's not who you would expect to actually have these kind of thoughts and feelings. So ultimately, after the conversation, they agreed to have an open marriage. They actually create a signed document, notarized, is attached to the wedding certificate that, sa that says if they were to, uh, to divorce, it cannot be for sexual infidelity. Because, and they were specific about it because they, they did not say emotional infidelity because it's a difference. And she, she made this distinction. She said, because she knew that she wouldn't be bothered by her husband sleeping with another woman, but what would bother her is him make, take, making time and space and getting to know somebody else other than her. And that's what bothered her. She's like, you only gonna know me. You only gonna get to know me that way. You can fuck anybody you want to. Hell, I hope you do so you can go learn something. Because Ooh. what she learned was that she was able to redefine herself as a woman again. She had no idea that men of all different ages and shapes and sizes were actually attracted to her. She only looked at men for being providers, so they were men of a certain age. She was attracting men in their 20s, their 30s, their, uh, you know, 18-year-old boys, and she was like, I have never, ever thought in a million years that men would find me. She's, she actually cried because she was like, I never felt this beautiful. I didn't know. She's like, women like me don't get to experience this. She said, I learned more things about my body that I didn't even know because no one told me it was okay. No one gave me permission to experience that physically. And she learned that she had things about her sex life that she didn't, that, that, she, was, that she liked, that she wanted for herself and didn't give herself permission. And she couldn't find that in her husband. She did not find that in love because the love that she defined with her husband is still there. He lost 58 pounds. Right. They moved, they, they start going to nudist beaches together. They actually moved to a different state and they're still married and very happy, still very happy. And love, and, and the thing is their love is actually stronger because they have zero, zero to hide from each other. That's what they, she said, that's what changed the relationship. She's like, that was the worst case scenario that I had over my head was infidelity and I got rid of it. And she's like, there's nothing I can't tell my husband that I don't feel safe with telling my husband and the same thing with me. And she said, I learned that I didn't have to love anybody to actually enjoy myself as a sexual woman. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A lot of sense. I, that story kind of blew my mind just yeah, to hear. And I think the part that was like most impactful for me was to hear that they made a contract saying that they can't break up for infidelity. Like, I, that's kind of genius, one. But <laughs> also... Well, well, well. Yeah, I um but to answer the own, my own question, I guess. Um I and I think this question came came from Fernando. I one I don't think you at all you need to be loved to have great sex. Great sex you can find anywhere. But to have meaningful sex, yes. Yes. Because in order for it to have meaning, I have to be able to attach some sort of feeling to to you 
And for it to be meaningful, I have to have attached a feeling of love to you because now it's like being something can have mean meaning, but it's not meaningful. If that makes any sense for something to be meaningful for me. It's um, really um, making an impression upon me. Yeah. And this is something really interesting. This little, little insight. I think my, my ex may kill me for saying this. But there was a moment that we were, uh, like when we were dating and we were, we were getting to that point where, you know, we were really, we were really getting really close emotionally with each other. And um, we, we were having sex one night and I got very emotional. Like I, I start, like out of nowhere because I, like it was just such, such a strong connection in that moment that I, I, I like, I, I was crying. I started crying so much. I couldn't breathe. Like, like right in the middle of sex. Like I was just overwhelmed with the feeling of the experience that we were having with each other, that it was such as a moment of, of, of pure acceptance. And I felt safe with him that you don't really, you don't get to experience that with someone you're just having a one night stand with. Whereas with him, it was different because mm -hmm. of that, because it, it was meaningful. And I, and the thing is that he didn't look at me differently. He, I was so, I felt so safe about how I felt in that moment that that's what actually really started to define things for us because I felt that close to him and that safe to do, to do something like that. I've never done anything like that in my entire life, ever. That's deep. Yeah. Very deep. That's, that's very, uh, Chris, I can't even make my what's, what's your take? That was, that was very deep. Yeah, I mean, it makes me welt up now because I remember why I was crying, and, and it, it was just so it was so impactful for me. Yeah. Darren, any thoughts? I was going to ask you what your thoughts were. I don't have any thoughts. I'm a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I oh, I've mostly only so been sex is always good for you, right? That's a good question for him. Who for me? Yes, you. I don't do those. Yes, you. Things. I don't do those kind of things. Yes, you do. So, did you, did you ever put on heels yeah. and let a guy blow your, run shots around your back with some stilettos uh, on one day? Uh, uh, you never you let your horse back on. Oh, look, I told y'all they're going to take my gay card because I sleep by myself every night. Matter of fact, they've already taken my gay card. I'm, I'm like, he'll you know. give you a pony ride. I'm good right now. <laughs> I'm in a season of good being good. No, I think that loving somebody, like for me, I, the feeling of being loved for me is like somebody like, like rubbing my arm with the tip of their fingers or like rubbing the bottom of my feet or something like that. I really don't associate, like sex to me is pleasure. That's a plus. But at this age, I can honestly say that if I met somebody that didn't have the best sex, but we, but they, they made me feel loved in all the other ways that I need to be loved, I would be satisfied because Sex is very overrated. I think that you meet somebody and it's like, you, and it's always that one time you have great sex. And then every time after that, it's like, okay, like, I don't know what I was on the, the first time that made me feel like this is such a great situation, but in all actuality, it's not. Because there's no emotion involved. Um, I'm a Leo again, I'm a very emotional person and I go off of like, you know, that. And so when I can't emotionally connect with somebody and I don't know what you're thinking and I can't, figure you out it's kind of hard to like have meaningful sex i have had great sex with people that i don't give a shit about 
but in that great sex, they a piece of them is still with me. You know, it's kind of like, okay, I remember this person. If I ever saw them, I would probably be like, oh my, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, I just don't think that you need to have love to have great sex, but I would rather have love than have great sex, honestly, because there'll be, there, there'd be a point in my life when, you know, I'd yeah. rather... Yeah, there's there's something to be said about love because the one and I always tell people this because it's like because I remember this guy I was really into in our second date because I always have this rule about a second date I always tell you I always was uh, was state up front that I prefer open relationships that's not going to change you're not going to change my mind we're not going to have we're not going to have this argument I'm going to be very upfront with it I'm in a place in my life that I know myself well enough to know what I will and won't do and what I will and won't accept in my life and so. I, um, he was like, and he, we argued about this and, and I was, and he was like, but don't you think you just follow the love and everything that you can in me and whatnot? I was like, baby, no, because I said, you're a top. And some days I don't want, I don't want you in me. And some days I want something else. Some days I want a skinny bitch. Some days I want an Asian bitch. Some days I want, some odd days I want Zamunda, you know, you know, Zamunda. You, you know, that's just me for a sex because sex is a little bit different for me. Like for, for me, when it comes to love and like in, in intimacy, that's something you can't get in sex. Like for me, it's like, like when a man walks in a room and he knows what I'm, what, I, what I'm going through about me having to say a word, that's real intimacy. Right. He can look at me and say, oh, I, I said, when, when a man can look at me and say, oh yeah, I know what that bitch is going through right now. And he know exactly what to do. He know to go get me a cold towel and some water and a blanket and leave me the fuck alone, that's the man that I'm, I'm with. Because that's the man that I've shared that with, that he's been close enough to me to know that. I can't have that with somebody who's been there two days ago. That's somebody who's been there, who's, being, who's paying attention to me, who's making time and space to know me well enough to actually okay. participate in life to be with me like that. And that's something that nothing, no, no amount of sex can buy ever. And so, so if I have to pick between the two, I would pick that because that's something that is rare. It's hard to find. It's you yeah. have to curate it. And you know, sex is not sitting on the couch watching a movie and you know eating some damn good food and then just falling asleep on the couch and realizing that you know what this could be our norm every night for the rest of my life and I'm happy. I would. I just don't. Sex is just. It's just it's it's just a it's just a feeling, you know. You have sex, and then right after you're just like, Ooh, I, I have sex for so many reasons, so many articulations, so many. I mean, you know, and I, I think I haven't. Oof. I've been more of a kind of a. I haven't really gotten out there like that in the sense that, like, you know, I've been a recluse. Yeah, I, because I've always been afraid of like stuff and catching something, and you never know. I mean, and I've I, caught everything under the sun. I've been a fucking petri dish, and and I kept it moving. Like, I mean, I'm, again, you 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 know you know who you're talking to. Like, yeah. I'm very honest about this stuff. I was like, one thing about being a hoe, you're going to catch some things. And one another thing about being a hoe is that you know exactly where the clinics are to go get yourself right. and to keep yourself checked and right together. And like I said before, I don't want no man who's going to talk about him being a clean clean. I want another hoe. Like, that's the man I'm going to marry is another fucking hoe. Because at least he know where the clinic's at. He know how to keep himself checked and clean and together. He knows himself, and I'm good with that. I don't want some man that's gonna be wandering around 20 years later what he what he missed and shit. I don't want some man to be wondering what he what he didn't have because he. I want a man who already had everything else, uh, you know, and he's not wondering about anything else. Right. Like, baby, he's not trying to compete, compare, or nothing when he with me. If you want to fuck somebody else, go for the gold, baby. I hope you break a leg. So I got a question. Is so we've come to the conclusion that good sex is not dependent on love. But what about a good marriage? Is that dependent on good sex? No. 
Mm. No. Okay. I'm with uh, Darren. Love sex is a filler. Mm. Yeah, well, it really because is. Because people, people have, have, have created a uniform as to how we're supposed to participate as sexual people, as loving people, as relationship-oriented people. And the thing is that be bearing in mind that, you know, that relationships were, uh, relationships, marriage, and, and, uh, and connection were man-made and not human instinct, you know, it's something that people have, uh, have uh, attached themselves a lot more to because more, pal more palatable to digest right. than actually who we've been as species. Right. So a little bit easier to digest when you do like, oh, well, we have love, we have marriage. So of course the sex is amazing. No. Or we're going to have sex every night because we're married. Like, no, y'all are not about to baby. sit on this line and act like you have not done some shit because someone has fucked you right. Okay, and I will say I am, this. I because what I am going to say is that, uh -huh. the, is that the requirement for me to be in a marriage is great sex because guess what? There are two things that destroy relationships and marriages, finances and fucking. The lack of either one of those, your marriage is in danger, girl. So, like, like, yeah, okay, no, okay. no, because but bearing that in mind, you're 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 con like for me personally, yes. Like the man I marry, you better. Like that's why I said I'm gonna marry another fucking hoe because I want him to be about that life and be able to pop, lock, and drop it like I do. I was like, like I told, I told everybody, long, I told everybody a long time ago, I'm gonna be fucking way into my seventies. Right. No, see, I you think that to make me happy. I think the reason why I say that is because I've been, I'm like, I'm, I've been a cheater in my past. With so I look at, yeah, I look at, cheater. I look at sex like this. I remember when my first love. Um, and I remember the sex was so great. And I remember like that set the, that set the tone for my sex life now, because I always compare guys to him. I have to have certain things because he had even still to this day. And I was like 17 years old, but I remember the, just the innocence of like us being like, you know, I, he was my first. And I remember like, you know, he, we were young and I, all those things that I love to do, like smell his toes like that. It wasn't like we were used and abused. Now I'm 27 years old. What I, it's like getting somebody and them having great sex. Okay, well, I'm not the first one. I'm not the last one. At this point, if I get upset at you, I'm going to cheat on you anyway. So it's like, you know. You these goddamn toes. That's such a, that, if a guy does not, listen, I developed this foot fetish when I was like really, really young. Me too. I, but, like, but that could honest. change a whole entire relationship for me. If a guy has, suck, like, that is just something that is just like so, but what if me too? Could you I, see I definitely I, I had the same thing. You gotta have nice feet. I like I like feet. That's could it. Could you see yourself married to somebody that every time you have sex with them, it is horrible? No. I, yes. For if they if we I would be married to them if if it was for like like. <laughs> uh huh. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Make it, uh, wait this. You're line. not gonna. It, it's it's for, if it's a financial thing. Yes. You uh -huh. know. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> but if it's, <laughs> but if it's ever, you know, I, I don't feel like I would just, I don't think I'm ever going to get married. So that's kind of. But I don't think that every time the sex would be bad. I don't, I don't. Listen, if so, I was in a relationship with somebody, he was an Aries, one of the best relationships that I probably had. However, because I was with one person that I had sex one way and it was, we were, had a very toxic relationship. And I, that was, I loved the toxicity and the sex because it went hand in hand with each other. Then I met uh -huh. him, it was so nice. 
and so sweet to me and like had everything together and I wanted him to be like the first one and so sexually I wasn't attracted to him like that because he did not we didn't have that toxic relationship to where when we had sex it was like amazing so I just kind of wrote him off and I taught him a lot of things like you know he wasn't into certain things until he got with me I'm the one that introduced him to letting somebody suck on his toes when he got out the gym and stuff like that and so it was new but it wasn't fun for me because it was like them like you know I, I would have been had it this way and been you know folded up and you know, all this shit fingers down your throat and everything and then I'm with you and I got to teach you how to and you and you don't even want to fix it because it's too sloppy for you like how are we gonna make this work out can we just have a, even a, you at least pretend you know and that's just how I feel I mean like it's, there's there's plenty of fish in the sea I mean well, you know, I, I, I think pearls his here's what I and would help me out because and this I'm a totally different animal when it comes to this I had to learn that that uh, my my ability to love had to mature my ability to have be in a relationship had to mature but also my sexual language had to mature too and what I and, and what what I learned is that when I deny myself the experience, good, bad, or indifferent, I was not learning how to mature what I wanted, what I desired, and how I saw it. And so I would actually, I, I got to a point where I was having sex even when I didn't want to, just because I, I, I used to call it target practice. And, uh, and I, would, I would do this just to learn the different types of sexual languages that was attuned to what I wanted. Like, I was like, I started to learn what I didn't, didn't want, what I didn't, didn't like, and things that I, you know, and so one of the things that created confidence with me that you see today, right now, is that my confidence in my sexual ability, my mm -hmm. ability to speak sexually is how I show my confidence. That's why when I, when I talk about my, my attraction and whatnot, I don't really grasp it because right. my, my confidence comes from my sexual ability. Like I know that I can flirt my ass off. I know what the looks are like. I know how to, you know, talk that talk and get, and get you in bed and get you right. And you know what? And get you right. You heard what he said. He know how to get you right. Listen, and I always tell people like my, I, I, my sex life is a canvas. And so that canvas I like it to be pretty colors. I want to try a little bit of everything. I like to dipple and dabble and figure it out. I've come across so many men that are like, they just want penetration. Like you could have great sex without even getting, without even having penetration at all. If you're with the right person. And so for me, it's like, I, I would rather you turn me on so much that you blow on me and I like to bust versus you having to spend or me having to spend 30 and 40 and 50 fucking minutes trying to blow your back out. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired. Can you just give me, it's like, I've, it's sex is just, it's what you make it. And when you have, when you and somebody speak the same sexual language and you guys can have the, those connections and do things, sure sometimes can. it ain't gotta be fucking. Sometimes you guys can just, you know, maybe just you guys are attracted to each other. Maybe the, your guys smell. Maybe there just, are guys out there that speak that same exact language. Because like, and because the thing is that I have, I have been with guys, like I have been with guys or talk to guys who want that same exact thing. And I'm like, that's not my gig. Right. And, and they'd be like, I'm like, damn, he's so damn fine. You sure you don't want to do it? He's like, that's not my gig. And I'm like, and I respect it because that's, that's somebody's articulate, that's, that's somebody's sexual articulation. That's how they right. articulate their sex life. And that's, and that's how they show up. Cause I'm like, just because their personality outside their sex looks different. Does like, those are two different things that we talked about the sexual personalities. Your outside personality does not match your bedroom personality. Absolutely. People are like, you can, you can look at somebody and say, Oh yeah, he must be fucking all the time. And then in reality, he's the person who's not like that. Who's not into all that. Who's right. not into like penetration or all the other stuff. You know, but they look like they, in the appearance of how they show up, they make the assumption that that's who they, that's the kind of dude they are. That's who they're about. Yeah. That's what they're about. And yeah. so 
I think that it's like, you know, it's really hard. It's, I think what we're learning now as, as things are evolving is we, we need to start having a, a, better, a better articulation about what we want sexually because that matters just as much as love. Right. Well. And goodbye. I can be in a relationship with someone, and I just don't think that you're always going to have bad sex. I just don't think that, I mean, there there may be times when it just wasn't perfect. Well, no, because you're human. But some I mean, of you kind of score. You get a tired sex. Because see, for me, okay, so, oh, I do I have to tell? Oh, I do I have to tell? So, <laughs> Betty Boo. So, on uh, I guess I have to tell. Well, I wish y'all could see him getting red right now. <laughs> My skin. He over there pink as a damn... Uh, he sure is. Go ahead. Spill the tea. Give me a <laughs> So, Oh, he really is pink right now. Goddamn. Wow. Look like a piece of bubblicious over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I, was, I, was, I was being bad on last week. Oh. And... I and I had a little friend come over, and yes, friend, right? I had a little friend come over, and so it just is. I I had to talk to my brother about this thing because normally I I don't talk to him because he he don't understand. But I needed to just express the situation, and so there are times when there is a situation of being bad sex. But it doesn't happen all the time because the little, not the little friend, the friend that I had come over, it just, it was all bad. Was he dirty? Don't no, it wasn't that. dirty. Oh, what you about to say? Was like, because that's usually what kills the mood. Dirty. Well, no, you ain't, you, you can't come. But see, but let me know, say, dirty. Did he paint your bed? Did he paint your bed? <laughs> Hell no. Dirty has too many connotations here. Clean, that's what we're talking about. Cleanliness next to God. Thank you. So, um, did he give you a piece of corn? No, it was it was like paint, it was like paint drying. Oh, oh no, Savannah. And I got bored. Oh, I've been there before. And I was you like, now had you had your head off the bed and let him power drive your throat, you would have been okay. No, no. <laughs> Did you feel like you were a keeper at the damn zoo? Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm bored. Yeah, cause, cause, yeah, I remember, I remember you need tip, you need tricks and shit. I'm like, how much longer do I gotta keep doing this before you? Uh, okay, I'm over this. I'm coming out of you. I'm going to lay down now because I'm, 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 I'm over it. Uh, um. I'm, I'm, and I'm so. That but must have been one of the it, has, it hasn't always been like that. You must have been a blown out bitch because you ain't no small person. So it's, it was, it was disheartening to me. It was, I was kind of devastated. And I was like, well, I'm going to sleep. This is where I'm at. Oh, oh, he was, a, he was, did a he go to sleep with you? He had no choice but to go to sleep. No, I see. Can I don't see how guys can hook up and get cuddle with somebody. Like, if I don't know you, we can make it do what it do. But I got. To oh, 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 no! I, I said a friend. Oh, you did. It was a I'm like a little grinder hookup. I was gonna say, oh, no, 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 no. Now, see, I told you, I'm up. I'm trying to be delivered from my past, but I have a little black book. 
little black book where I keep, uh, I'm one of those, I stay with the same people. That's, I, I stay in my, my same zone of people. So you have them like, hey, uh, what you doing? Yeah. See, Fernando understands. He he gets what I'm saying here. You like all, you like that squirrel action? Damn, squirrel action through black book. Damn, yeah. <laughs> they so, all got a they all got a tag on them, so I know which one is which. Right, and so you have to. So for for like I say, for me, it can't always be bad. So because it hasn't always been bad, this time it just happened to be bad. That's why I won't say no names and. I, I will make sure that there there'll be another time. There'll be another time. It wasn't that night. I I've it been just there. Wasn't I've been that there. night. I'm like you off your game tonight. Uh-uh. Now could I could I settle down with him? Yes, I could. I really could settle down with him because he's a cute boy. Just cute. you know what though? You know what's funny? Me and cute. my kids, every time like we talk, it's the shit. Cute like a puppy. Honey, cute. That's one thing for sure. No and lies, like we, me and my ex never had boring sex ever. Well, like me and him, this, we in this life, there's, there's gonna be there has been some times when I've had boring sex. Man, me I've and, had me and boring sex. Boring had sex is when people are like to be clean. I hate when guys like don't like or they don't like aggression or they can't be aggressive or they're just very like. You want somebody to slap you? Yeah, I actually do like that. I like to be like you know, I like all kinds of stuff. I'm not gonna say on here, but like you know. I get excited by things that wake me up. And if you can't wake me up, then, you know, um, I'm not going to waste my time. And that's kind of what I see, you know, when I, when I meet guys and they're like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I don't, okay, well, then you don't like me because I don't like you. Right. Like my ex knew oh, the time. Oh, you paddle. Got to keep ex, the paddle on the side of the bed. That's a Spanish black man. So y'all so are some freaks. He, he, had, he, had, he, had, he, had, he had it from both uh, did, did Sean just say y'all? Did, did, did y'all just come out Chris, of the You everything under the sun, but when it comes time to be a freak, you want to you want to disclude yourself. You are a freak. Oh, no, no, no. I, I definitely am a platinum card-carrying member of that club. So, so have you guys <laughs> ever taken a shot of anything out of the shot glass? Excuse me, like, I'm not a freak. I'm, I'm, I, didn't get in this, I did not get in this shape for nothing. I'm not have a freak. Have you guys ever <laughs> taken, a, taken a shot out of a shot glass? You know, I did that one time and it was just very interesting. And it was. Taking a shot out of a shot glass? Yes. Uh, what do you mean? I've done it? that. It's real interesting, What's right? What's that? What's that? I'm well, confused. Well, if you guys want to know, me and me and, me and a. Oh, a shot. Okay, no, I got it. Yep. A shot. I got it. You, okay. Two boys, one cup? Huh? Well, you know. Not crazy. Like, so <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I've actually never done that. But okay, so somebody text me because I'm clueless on what that I'm gonna need some clarification here. I'm I'm lost. Listen, you want to taste me, I want to taste you. So let's just put ours together and then take a shot of it. There we go. Yes. Uh-huh. Two, two boys, one cup. No, 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 not not from the back end, though. <laughs> and not the, not the, the front wait. end. The front end. <laughs> wait, hold on. Time out. Time out. Wait a minute. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> the front end, two boys woke up. Fernando, you almost got me in trouble there. I almost had to block you because you was, <laughs> you put me in a compromising position just oh. now. I couldn't even find the words to say. <laughs> I got locked jaw for two seconds because I didn't know where the hell this was going. I was, the front. Oh no! I so I totally knew you were talking. You were talking about the front. I mean, I just me too. You're not talking about the back. I don't want to talk about the bell. 
I'll say, Fernando, now you trap me with that one because that's something that I, I will not get into. I don't you like know anything. what? There's been, there have been some dudes who's tried it with me. I'm like, you, nope, nope. There was one dude, I mean, he tried. I'm like, and th- here's the thing is, I didn't know it. And he was back there for a while. I was like, damn, he, he really going for this. It's like, okay, go ahead, eat it, boy. Uh, and, and then he tried to kiss me. And then he told me afterwards, he's like, I was hoping that you were a little dirty. I'm like, oh, 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 no. Get the fuck out of here with that noise. I have had somebody say that to me before. It was some of the nastiest shit that I have ever had someone say. They're like, ooh, when you come over, can you be a little dirty? My my last ex, the Asian one, he loved, and I don't know if it was just because it sorry it was my scent or what but he just loved the fact that like he I, when i would get off work he just loved to go back there it was like he just loved, i I'm guess he's like this no i don't know so sick right now i'm just no sick. it's just you know Baby. Like, you know what Ugh. Ugh. i'm dying teach his own everybody likes what they like and you know we're right all, everybody like what they like not to shame anybody but not for me but <clears throat> but yeah interesting interesting so there you have it people you do not have to be in love in order to have great sex (laughs) you really you really you really don't but i think the i think the story has been told socially that you do that you should ideally it makes sense but in a real world no it doesn't in the real world no it doesn't i mean come on like (laughs) I have stories, yeah. and I, I was I think, not in I love. Think, I think is I think there's that socially we have created a rebellion against it too. But people are like you know slut, like slut pride and sl- like sluts and this and that, like all those whatnot. Because you you think what about like the Am- hell is slut pride? Like Amber Rose when she did slut pride. What's slut, slut pride? walk? Slut walk, and and so it's a rebellion against society telling telling people on how they should conduct themselves and how they should be as loving sexual people like that you need if to she be, wants to get her back blown out she can get her back blown out and if she wants to do it by three men in the same night she can do it by three men in the same night she ain't no slut she's just sexually free miss rose and she has the right to do what she wants to do with her pussy and that's just the bottom line just like i think that's the resounding resounding you have the right to do what you want to do with your pussy okay and right. you, I was gonna say, is anything feeling your throat? Remember, it's a muscle. It has to come back now. I was yeah. like, if, I was like, baby, you. I was like, if you're not the one that I'm sitting on their face, then you have to worry about it. I'm not, I'm not just, sitting on your face, am I? I as no. long as you're not in your 30s and 40s and and wearing a, a depend because your, your your booty hood have been blown out. Uh, yeah, you, like I said, tired and torn. Remember, mm. it's a muscle. It has to come back. Kegels. So if, you have if a limit. If Kegels it can. are your friend. My God, but so like, and not all black men, are, and not all black men are, bu- are big tops, bitch. If you stumbled up on this, you little kid, get your ass off of this. It thing. ain't nothing like having no guy that be like, oh, I'm hung, and then you go see him, and it's five inches and six inches. Right? Oh, right. Out. oh, the fuck up. Listen, and I, because I, 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 I'm everything I have is real. So people be like, and just, I, so I was in Fresno, and I had. Uh, you know, anyway. So the person was like, oh my God, like, you're so tall. They were like, you're so tall. Like, and I was expecting that. I wasn't, it was Indian guy. He was so skinny petite. And I just thought he was so cool. But like, he was so, he was like, oh my God, like you're so big and you're muscle. He wants to touch me. And I was just like, hold on time out, wait a minute. Because he told me that he was so used to meeting guys and he thinks that they're tall and then he meets them and they're really short. And so 
I was like, oh, well, I'm kind of tall. So I guess people, they, you know, they give one thing and they, you know, but don't lie to me. Don't ever catfish me with shit. Because listen, if you, if you say that it's one thing and I know that it's not, and then I see it and it definitely ain't, that might be hands being thrown. That might be yeah, a, a like, glass, you know. Because it's not, it's not about the reality. It's about the deception. Yes. Because if I thought I was going to get some good something and then you come over here and you giving me, you know, Kraft macaroni and cheese, I thought I was baked. Right. Like, bacon, don't, come, don't be selling me no, no waffle. Don't sell me no Big Mac and you come to my house with a Happy Meal. I can't. Look, I'm just going to say. <laughs> and don't, don't come to my house talking talk about I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Don't be coming to my house talking about talking about I can't take all this. Well, you shouldn't have signed up for it. And they and they pull out this right here. Right. And you tell them, you say, listen, sir, I don't know where you're getting to here, but I'm not a pedophile. So put that nope. back in your pants. <gasps> nope. What I did is I started looking around my house. Or, you know, they're like, what are you looking for? It's like the rest of your dick. Because that's not what was in this picture. Y'all are the and then he left. Mess. Oh, you know, are the motherfuckers who talk about I could take dick and can't take dick past three minutes. <laughs> just, just like you signed up for this dick. How in the hell are you gonna tell me what you can't take? I ain't bitch, signing you, up. You signed I up for it, so you're gonna cash this bitch until, until it makes a deposit. I ain't signing up. And, and the, the, hopefully the deposit don't it ain't it ain't uh, pretty colors because listen. Right. The whatever Honestly, cash you're getting out of that, de- that deposit. You're going to you 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 piss me off real good. I'm going to put it right in your eye, bitch. Oh. I'm a spiteful hoe. No, when, like, I was, when, I was like, when I was like 18, I had, I was, you know, doing something with my first love and, you know, it was real good. And I had like busted in my own eye. And then like a day later, he busted in the same eye. My eye was fucking swollen. It looked like I got punched. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> It was kind of like, damn, like my, my, my right eye just can't get a break, huh? Just, 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 just take the whole goddamn eye out at this point. Just motherfucker, just put a, put a goddamn glass eye in because clearly you don't want me to see it. I don't want me to see it. <laughs> I was walking around motherfucker blind, looking like I got punched. Shit was like, I mean, it was like, you know, it was, it, it, it was like, it, it was swollen. I heard it to blink. I was like, damn, the next day. Exactly. <laughs> The very first time I ever like came, I was fourteen. And that happened to me. It when I tell you, I, there's no pain like that. Yes, that that's <laughs> that's the fuck why. If that's the fucking why I do it, just to remind your ass. Like you know what? Don't uh, don't uh, don't don't try don't try to cash no checks you can't uh, that, that that you can't deposit, bitch. You like, know, you signed up for this dick. You won't take this dick. Well, be coming to my house and can't take the dick that you signed up for. Right. Then my auntie gonna tell me that I'm walking around looking like Droopy the dog. I said, listen. <laughs> I said, this is not, you know, but those are the good old days. I, I really don't. see you looking like Droopy. This eye was like it was like this. You remember when Miss Sophia got popped in that in her head with that 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 uh that the butt of that gun on the color purple and she was like, uh-huh. like this. That's how I was looking sitting down. <laughs> I was wandering and shit. I'm not even cross-eyed, but this eye right here was just you know, I was wandering over there. I really did myself in that week. That was very bad. I think we all had the war rules that we try to we try to mask out. Well, I ain't never had that happen. So wait, oh, hold, hold I had, up. I had a hickey so big it looked it looked like a it, it looked like a a, a wound. It didn't mm. like a hickey no more. It just looked like a big ass strangle mark around my neck. I, people were like, "What happened to us? I got in the fight." Right. 
was he? It's like it was so bad. I was like, what the? It, it was it was about as big as a plum, y'all, and it was a it was a fucking bubble on my neck. It was that serious. Oh my! For it, right? Hey, you, damn. Okay, so it it came from a BDSM uh, uh, session. A who? Oh, a BDSM. BDSM. Okay, tell the people what that is, because we got some S- little kids S- listening M- right now. M M M M S S S S M M M. BD BD bondage. Yes. Submissive. Yes. Domination. Yes. Oh shit! I know it. What's the last part? Masochist. Masochism. Oh, look at that! I knew that. What the world? I was, I was waiting. I was like, I know the kid. I know the crowd knows this. Shit, I wasn't sure about the last word so, though. But I, I was. I, I, I experienced. I was like, I was doing. A, so I was, I was seeing what my limits were. And you put I on the leather. And I found my limit. You put on the leather. Oh, I love leather. I, you should see my. I have. I have custom. That is products. one thing I've always wanted to try. Oh, I, I, have, I have. I have. I have. You should show you should you should you show me I have some beautiful uh custom made harnesses uh that, that I that I have. I oh I love my leather harness. I've never done leather before. I, I don't I, I can't really wrap my mind around the I can't wrap my mind around leather. Amazing. I would have to be in love and be in a relationship for it you. It makes you feel so sexy. Oh no no. So tying up is different. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> no 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 not that. So leather is just like wearing a harness, which the is like, tying somebody up, right? Oh well, something different. Tied up is something different. Like I was choked, I was spanked, I was my I, I was licking boots, I had a boot on my head, oh. I got slapped. No, I, as I, much as I like somebody with some sexy toes, if you put your dirty ass shoe in my face, we like that that's gonna change the, the it's gonna be furniture. Like, you don't have an option. Like, we, like option you, if you're submissive, you, you just follow through. Well, I learned that I didn't like certain things. Like when he hit me with that belt, I was like, I got a flashback and I I was like, I'm, I'm, we're gonna fight now. If somebody put their boot in my face, I would. We would. Uh, there would be furniture moving. Like the boot. I, I, you know up. what? I didn't like the boot either because it reminded me of police officers. And I oh, honey, the leather is a turnoff for me. That is, like, I don't leather, like leather either. What? Really? That's, that's a turnoff. That's, that's not oh. my beat. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, yeah, boot licking and the, the Okay, so y'all know. So a I'm going to give y'all one more without... I'm going to try not to turn red. I'm going to try not to turn red. I'm going to try to turn red. Because you was pink as hell earlier. I'm going to try to turn red. Another word that... Uh, another thing that is a very, a very big turnoff for me is when people say cock. I think that is just the word. I hate it. Oh, yeah, oh I hate God. it. That will get me to where I don't even want to bother with you. I may not respond to your message no more. Right. <laughs> Says something. It just really shows. That's part of why I do not date white men. Thank you, Sean. I don't want to be able to say it because I don't want anybody. That is part of why I do not date white men, and that is started. That is like what started it for me. Yeah, because I did used to be equal opportunity when I was younger, but um. And young and younger, I mean between like nineteen and twenty-two. Like <clears throat> I definitely have had my fair share. But um Ooh, he said his fair share. I mean, hey, um, they were all a certain type though, which is interesting. But um call it a cock. I just can't get past that. I can't yeah, get past it either. I feel the same way. Like I, I'm, I'm not that a right there, bring just, your cock you know, here. I be, that it don't bother me. Cock. I mean, shoot, call it whatever you want to, as long as it's going to the right destination. It's no. a dick. That's what I need no. you to call it. That's so like inappropriate. But something, it's something creepy about it when they say it. It just 
it's just ugh. It turns oh, I can feel your cock. <laughs> that is the mo- if you want me to leave, that will get me to leave. I feel like it's just, it just t- it changes the mood, like you know. Cause I guess because I'm very I'm a very soulful person, so like when you add that into that, when you when you throw that in there, it almost like just changes the entire mood of the session. It's like it what? does. My what? Okay, well you know, hey, it was nice knowing you, sir. But that's why something I don't- really I don't soulful know. about the word dick. You know, and then I've never really. I can't, I, I've never been attracted to them like that, honestly. They're, they're There's some white dudes out there like that will turn it out for me. I swear to God. If they say cock, it ain't turning nothing out. They turn it right off. If they When they say the C word, that's just it. It's like people say moist. Oh, it's so moist. I'm like, what, what kind of pervert are you, moist? Mm-mm. You know, but cock for me is just a, it's a no-go. No, I'm gonna send y'all a picture of one dude who just. Oh Lord, have mercy for those. If he says cock, it's not gonna work. Thank God you at home cannot see this. I think because it starts with the same sound that it ends with, and so it's like it just cock. Well, baby, we have had an interesting conversation on this evening. Oh Lord, ain't he pretty? Hey, what? Oh Lord, did you really send us something? I sent y'all a picture. You heard it all. Um, so I know I told you guys at home we are thinking about doing um we're thinking about doing pride this year. <laughs> and so with the current state of the uh, of of the of the world with this coronavirus, we will let you know if we're gonna be at Pride because unfortunately I don't want Two million of y'all touching and pining on me because I. I'm not gonna be a pride. I'm a germ. Yeah, there might not be a pride. There might not so, be a pride. Yeah, I'm a germaphobe. I, I can't do all that, and oh, <laughs> I would just die. So wash okay. your hands after everything you do. Wash yo hit ya ba sha ha Ham Sam green eggs and ham. Woo. Yeah, he's coming on a Honda. Listen, and Acura and a Mazda and everything else after that. So and a Maserati. Um, so yeah, um, we'll let y'all know if we're going to be there. But we're gonna work on something else um this year, and we're in the possibility that we are going to Denver. So because I think we're going to do one of the part of the opening as joy as a resistance. I told him that we would come if he would like us for to come. We will come and we will do a live show for the people. So, and you know, we just have to drag Darren. We got to beat him like the A team. Put a, a blanket over his yeah. He put a high, put a blanket over his head, bag and tie him up and throw him on the plane and say we going. So, I, I share this podcast, but please give the disclaimer to the young kids before you share it and let them know this was not their show. This really wasn't they show. This wasn't your mama show. This wasn't your grandmama show. Jesus. This was just us being us. I I can't with these, uh, these, 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 these boys. So we are on our way out of this boot camp. So thank you for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Yes, we do. We appreciate you. You're you're amazing. Thank you for listening. Share the shit out of this one, y'all. Listen, <laughs> like, share, comment, and 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 keep the ball rolling. And repost. And repost. 
Repost. We go. We have a whole bunch of uh, uh, quotes and sound bites. I didn't say that. You know, it's repost the hoe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So y'all, I, I repost really, the hoe. I really will. Okay. So let's 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 ask y'all. We're gonna do a tele. We're gonna do is it a telethon. Look for our listeners at home. We want to do. I think let's. I say we want to do 200, 250 listens from this one. Baby, share this thing. Share, 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 share. And if you share, you know what? You might get a personal message from one of our fellas. Oh, that's what we can do. If you share it, they'll come on your page and leave a thank you message on your page. And then you'll forever have. Where I make give that thank you from. Oh, you'll forever have Darren immortalized on your page saying, hey, what's up, David? We appreciate you sending out this and posting this. Thank you so much. Oh, wouldn't that that just be special? I may may share one of my thirst traps with y'all. What? Listen, I'm just trying not to. I'm, I'm trying to just, just, just keep my, my head on straight because you know I don't know how long I'm gonna be locked in this damn house. So you know, y'all go ahead and, and, and give us a reason to keep coming back. Oh shit, we gotta, we gotta go. Darren gotta go. Darren trying to catch a flight tonight. I'm I forgot. Going nowhere tonight. I'm sitting really. I'm about to take. I'm about to go to sleep. Sha ba ba ba. See, there is a god I prayed. I went in the closet. I went, ah, I went in my <laughs> closet. I went in my closet. Yes. Dude, I'm the, the, I'm about to get in my bed. I got a Craftmatic adjustable bed right here. I'm going to adjust that bitch right into TV mode. So about 10-ish, Darren, I should be picking you up about 10-ish tomorrow morning? Let's make it happen. Listen, what we, what we, well, as long as we ain't going to no, place, no public places that they got over here. Can everybody oh, we got to go. My, my cousins are here, so we got to take on the Fisherman's War. Uh, I'll go over there, I think. I will. want some mini donuts. Oh, yeah. I want the clam chowder, too. That's fine. I want some donuts. I want some mini donuts with some cinnamons and sugar. That oh, sounds that sounds like so good. Then I'm then I have to go run that off though. Ooh, See, Rona got me at home. Don't even. Who got you at home? Rona got me at home. Who's Rona? The Corona. Rona. Rona. <laughs> Auntie is taking the girls out. She sure yes, is. Auntie is doing it. Look, y'all. So I'm gonna throw Sean under the bus on the air, so we'll have it on the air. I will bring the wine. Sean, just, when are we coming to your house? Right. When, when I'm like my house. I'm going to come under the bus while we're on the air because Fernando is coming. We gonna come. I'm going to bring the wine. We are going to bring some Housley because that bottle. I was bottle, just about to say Housley, please. That bottle, Tamara, Adam, that goddamn bottle of that cab is so goddamn freaking amazing. Yes, oh it God. is. Oh, my God. Um, Let's do it Sunday. Uh-huh, the max. Wait a minute. Yeah, look, I'm booked. I told you I'm Kelly Price. We can't do we can't do same weekends because I'm booked. She was a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Yeah. Oh, yep. we supposed to, I was to meet up with you on Saturday and I'm not going to the wine. I'm not going to the wine tasting on Saturday, Sean. Oh, okay. And I was trying to get to your house this week, Fernando. They canceled it. They canceled it because of the because of Rona. I was trying to get to your house this weekend, Fernando, but you didn't. I sent you a FaceTime and you you didn't answer my FaceTime, just like Darren didn't answer my oh, FaceTime. Oh, I am so that. sorry. I thought you butt dialed me. No, I did not butt dial you. I was FaceTiming you because I needed to talk to you, but I was feeling some kind of way. Oh, I'm so John sorry. John answers my calls or he tells me I'm in a meeting and I'll get back with you. John is the worst 
me. Texter in the and world. He never gets back with you. Exactly. Sean is the worst texter in the world. He'll start a conversation and then like literally you won't hear from like four days. Yes. <laughs> I, I know. So no, like he, 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 like, he, he was told me he was gonna call me back yesterday and never did. I don't and know. That's why I said I'm gonna rip y'all a new But one. we talked though. We talked. We talked like an hour. Too. So y'all at home, so let me tell y'all, we have a group text that is supposed to be about topics that we're talking about. These boys get over here and start talking about everything else I understand. I was in the bus and my phone just kept going bing, bing, bing. And I started to say, uh, if y'all don't stop talking about this shit in this goddamn group text, this is for what we're talking about on the show. It's <laughs> part of what we're talking about on the show. We just getting our topics in order. They sending pictures and the kids is like, Dang, Mr. Mr. Chris, why your phone go off so much? I'm like, because you got business. I'm like, I'm booked, baby. I'm booked. Your phone going off. Your watch going off. What is that? uh, That what's that called? That show called? Is it called uh, Jeopardy? Where you got to use a lifeline? If it was out of the four y'all, listen, Sean, you got to use a lifeline. The way that he don't, the way that he don't respond back to text messages, I'll ask him the question and he just leave me on red. Oh, you mean who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> oh, uh-huh. a millionaire, right? Yeah, he's not on your lifeline. Sean will never answer the lifeline. You be nope. You go to voicemail. You're right. You be a voicemail talking about You're God is working. Show. God is working on me with that. Lord. <laughs> he know he, your heart. If he, if it ain't worked out by now. <laughs> it never work. He know your heart. Pose is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you that watch Pose, they started filming on the day before yesterday. Yes, and Insecure comes back in April. Oh, he's stutting her. It's been too damn long. I forgot what Insecure was about. Right. I'm going to talk about Issa. I was really sad when when they broke up on the first season, though. You remember? That just kind of broke my heart. Oh, her and her boyfriend. Yeah. I didn't watch past the first season because I know he was but a. The, I thought they only got one season. Oh, never mind. No, they're they are on the fourth season. They're on the fourth season. Well, have I seen all seasons? When Issa and when Issa and um, what's her what name? happened to Coachella? What season when was Issa, that? That was third. So when oh, so I'm caught up. That's when she pulled it to the side. Mm-hmm. She said 7-Eleven. She said, I'm going to pull it to the side and slide through. That's what she did. Nope. Well, that was at 7-Eleven, right? They- no, they were in the, they were in the um, Ferris wheel. Yeah. yeah but it did. That was the best ass scene. She right sure there. did. I was like, oh, yes. Yes, because that's some shit I would have did. Ooh, pull it I to would've... the side and slide through. I sure, I sure would have pulled to the side and let them slide right on through. <laughs> there, We're going to get to new heights tonight. Well, let me tell you. Who was she with? Well, that's when she was with the really, really cute, cute boy who was on, um, <laughs> Jesus, Dear White People, the He's movie. He's so fine. Shit, I would have pulled to the side too. He's really fine. But um, when Issa and Lawrence broke, broke up, that was actually like really real. Because I know breakups that have, happen- that have happened that way, and I've had breakups happen that way. <laughs> so that was like really real. Yeah, and that, I felt it because I felt like they could have worked it out, and I really wanted them to. And it just, it just made it made me feel like how I felt when I on my first love when we broke up, and I remember just uh, like I'm about to get a blanket. I don't know why it's 61 degrees outside, and the goddamn air conditioning on in my house. I'm, I'm I need somebody to go to work. I need you to get out. 
about to die. I'm go. Okay, that was sidebar. Sorry. Sorry. Saves lives. Saves lives. Oh Lord. Thank you, people, for listening. We appreciate you guys once again. We are we are out of here. It is ten forty three. We should have been done. We were done. We love you much. Oh. <laughs> and look at this is this is from the people that say stuff three and four times over. Because y'all know Darren Darren will repeat himself three or four times. He wants you to get clarity. Are you clear on what I said? I said what I said. That's what he said. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We are out of this boot camp. Thank you. Bye, bye, bye. We are 